Well, the first copter is mad because it, like, didn't finish the job, right? And People have vaginal bleeding. People have bloody diarrhea. There are bugs crawling out of them. Merry Christmas. Maybe she shouldn't have kids because she's HIV positive. <laughs> Fuck you. How about that? <laughs> like, somehow the shark knew who was related to the guy that shot one of its people up. I'll take care of this for you. I'll make it right. Don't worry. The helicopters have one mortal enemy. I've thrown shrapnel at one nurse. Two cc's of turkey legs. Stat! I've detonated a floor of the hospital. But you know what? Fuck that. I've done all that I could do. It's lighting up a chong-ass doobie. It's time to go out in a blaze of glory. You get your gravy, son. And then you see the blood splatter or anything? Nope. You see, you see the stump that uttered shit for the first time on network television. That's insane! You know whose experience we could use right now? A guy who's tangled with a helicopter before. Oh yeah, it was fully up someone's ass. Is the thing that sets him up for his tragic, coincidental comeuppance. Were those ominous moments? Mm. Right? Like, there's no way anything would happen to him. Especially helicopter-related, right? Very. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He has always known that it was going to come to this, right? Like, and this was his fate. Like, it's literary. We've seen it all before, so let's reload on a very special episode of shows that sucked and shows that flowed. Buckle up, buttercup, it's a bumpy road. Going deep inside the mainframe secret code. Some of this shit stinks, some of it's Welcome back to the conclusion. What is AVSC's must-listen summer TV series? We gave you Mad About You. We gave you The Frage Dog. And now, Benalis, we're going to get what David expertly called some hunky doctors up in your business. <laughs> Immediately. <laughs> this is the darling of primetime for something like 30 years. Don't quote me on that. We are diving deep <laughs> Into ER, season 10, way too late in the game. Episode 8, yeah. also late in the game. A stunt episode. Yeah, less hunkier doctors. I guess there's still some hunks in there. Mm, there's some premium meat. <laughs> 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 premium meat on display. And not just the turducken. Yeah, or, or right. the squash hamburger <laughs> patty on the road. I, mm, I miss that. It's very dense. Before we dive in, I just want to let you know, dear listener, to beware ye the helicopter and for whom the helicopter tolls. For sometimes, if you're a big asshole, it may toll for thee. So, when the yeah. when the fourth Jaws movie came out, I think it was called Jaws the Revenge. Yes. The tagline was, this time it's personal. And like... <laughs> 
every stand-up comedian was falling over themselves <laughs> to talk about how ridiculous it is for like a shark to have like a personal vendetta against a person, right? Mm-hmm. I feel like this episode is that, but for helicopters, right? <laughs> I think so. I think we're done here. <laughs> also, I just want to be clear, David. It's not just that the shark had a personal vendetta against a person. <laughs> it's that the shark had a personal vendetta against a person's family. I know. Like, oh. generations. Like, somehow the shark knew <laughs> who was related to the guy that shot one of its people up. Mm-hmm. Well, the yeah, helicopter- was it, like, stepmom? I don't know what this guy did against helicopters, but they have a vendetta against him. That's all I know. They, and they're like crows. They must communicate with each other. Because I'm pretty sure it's a different helicopter, right? Like, well, I, I, I would hope so. <laughs> That's why they call them whirly birds. Never forget a grudge. Uh, should we introduce ourselves? Mm. Absolutely. Uh, let's see. Well, we have several lovely contestants this evening, one of whom has a pubic fracture. David bits an offer. <laughs> and somebody else we found laying around the casualty bin. Uh, this is Austin Gorton, and if I get crushed by a helicopter tonight, I just hope someone remembers me. <laughs> no, that chance. Yeah, someone Dude. even bothers to look for you at some point. Fuck you. How about that? You're like, where's uh, Austin? Why the fuck do I care? Yeah, if, if halfway through this podcast I just stop talking and you never hear from me again, I was crushed by a helicopter. <laughs> Shouldn't have been such an asshole, man. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just move on and never mention you. How about that? Exactly, exactly. <laughs> and I, your host this evening, am getting vitals while eating vittles. Carolyn Maine. <laughs> yeah, and we are deep diving into what is a crazy stunt episode of ER. A lot's going to happen. It's also Thanksgiving themed, barely. So pretty much strap the fuck in, everybody. <laughs> and David, what is your previous existing relationship with ER like? Uh, I it was on <laughs> when I was growing yeah, up. Definitely, it was on. I think yeah. I checked it out a few times. My mom watched it a lot, and I feel like I was young because at one point I remember watching an episode or something or coming in late, and then it was like about this like little girl who got abused. And then I asked my mom, I was like, why was she abused? And she's like, because she was touching herself. <laughs> and, like, I remember I was just young enough to be like... And that was when you had your sexual <laughs> No, I didn't understand it. I'm like, well, what's wrong with touching yourself? Sometimes I got, like, an itch or you have to wash your hands, you know? Like, I didn't get it. And I'm like, how can you not touch yourself? Which was different than when I got into high school when it's just like, how can you not touch yourself? <laughs> <laughs> And then your mom said the kid was abused for asking too many yeah, questions. Exactly. <laughs> I also know it. I was very confused because people talked about how hunky George Clooney was, but he had gray Strong hair, back. so I couldn't. I couldn't square that circle at my age. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like he's got gray hair. He's old. Why does anyone? Why is anyone interested in him? Not, not, but America not, could, and that's why we were so proud of our infatuation. <laughs> Not now the bell tolls for me soon enough, so I'm... (laughs) (laughs) Did you fuck with a helicopter, David? (laughs) No, just getting old. Oh, yes. uh, Oh, yeah, and the the last, the only other thing I really know about ER... Well, I mean, 
I'd watch the show and I'd get sucked in sometimes, but I don't have much memory except for the fact that that dude lost his arm to a helicopter once. Do you remember that? Great. We're going to need to refer to you as an expert a lot then. Okay. I just remember that it happened. I feel like George Clooney was still on the show when that happened, but I might be just misremembering the entire scene. George Clooney probably caught the arm and then like looked really handsome. (laughs) I remember him just seeing it happen happen and just looking very nonplussed about the situation. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh, that's just something that just occurred. Well, so that, like this that could completely be a lie or made up in my head. I want to put that out there for you, ER. Well, I don't know, David. Really the bad. way they react to him getting crushed by a helicopter in this episode, <laughs> nonplussed is probably like, that's just how everyone feels about this guy, apparently. What a great running bit. Wow. <laughs> uh, Austin, how about yourself? What's your familiarity with the emergency room television show? <laughs> yes, the TV show known as Err. Oh, as Chandler Bing said it, yes. It is it is a testament to just how deep into like the pop culture zeitgeist this show was mm-hmm. that I feel like I know a lot about it, but this was literally the first episode I've ever watched start to finish. <laughs> they always say, if you only need one, do it when the helicopter finishes but the to, job. But like, to David's point, like, I've never seen an episode of ER before, but when this episode started, I knew that the melty guy from RoboCop lost his arm <laughs> to a helicopter, despite having never watched ER. He like, was the melty guy in RoboCop. Mm, I didn't totally, know that. Yeah. He, he is, to me, the melty guy from RoboCop <laughs> and the dude from ER that lost his arm to a helicopter. Despite having never... I don't know if it was, like, commercials because it was one of their, like, mm-hmm. November sweep stunts or right. what. But Turkey. I was well aware that that was a thing that happened. I was, I'm was. i also aware of the whole, like, Noah Wiley, Kelly Martin serial killer stabbing mm. episode and... I don't even All know that like... one. Oh, is that a serial killer? Yeah. Something like I... that. Hmm. All the various, I mean, this show launched like an entire generation of, of movie and TV stars. Mm-hmm. Uh, Some of whom you'll recognize tonight. And Noah Wiley. And Noah Wiley. And Noah Wiley. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, what's sad is that like this launched, I think this, this put George Clooney on the map. Obviously, this wasn't sure. like the first definitely, thing that George definitely, Clooney Definitely, no. Did. This is why George Clooney is George Clooney now. Exactly. It was not the... the Roseanne episodes that he did. Mm, right. To, yeah, to a or lesser, the Facts of Life he was on. You know, to a lesser extent, Juliana Margulies, she wouldn't have gotten, you know, movie roles in her like own ghost TV ship. show. Yeah, without... Yeah without er but it does feel very much like er was the peak of noah wiley's career <laughs> right peak of wiley's and clooney's like, and he's continued to do stuff but nothing has been as big as as yeah. er whereas like you know what george clooney went on to become george clooney what was it, falling skies was that it that's it. yeah the the, that's alien the name of it yeah yeah and the librarian that wasn't good schlocky tnt one now i haven't seen yeah i super forgot he was a guy for sure (laughs) and i i forgot just how long er was on the air like when carol when you sent us this episode i was like "Ooh, season 10 these late season episodes are always like extra fun and goofy and then i pulled it up and i'm like this is like the hat like two-thirds of the way full there's five seasons after this after this episode and we're already out of the prime cast like, this well, thing we're on burning forever. through them, yeah. Yeah, and <laughs> even then, the, the opening credits played, and I was like, I know that person, and that person, and that person, and that person. Like, I do know they did right. a they did a live episode at one point 
too. No, really? Yeah. Wow. And I remember the whole thing was like people on the West Coast were offended that they wouldn't be able to watch it live because their original plan was to like film it live for like the East and Central time right, zones. Right. And then like Mountain That's what 30 Rock did. So then the actors had to do the episode twice. <laughs> so they could be live for the West for Mountain and West Coast time. West Side. That's interesting. Uh, I mean, it is, it is funny because we give Carol yeah. a hard time for her, <laughs> shall we say, stretch <laughs> picks. Um, <laughs> when it comes to, like, what does or does not constitute a very special episode. But you picked wisely with ER because pretty much every episode could be a very special episode in some regard. Well, I was questioning right. her pick 15, <laughs> 20 minutes in, but yeah. It's it's very special episode. I'm not saying it's good, but it was very special. It was very special. And if nothing else, it's got the holiday to hang its hat on. Right. I should have waited for Thanksgiving, but I had to do the must-see TV. Hmm. Yeah, I had a hard time choosing because there were so many. And I looked them up and, you know, all the best ofs would fit. But then I just went back and decided to do what I usually do, which is not that much research (laughs) to watch how it should be. And I should do the one with the helicopter arm. Get serious. Uh, Austin, a very important question for you. Do you think the helicopter is related to RoboCop? <laughs> yes. Maybe that's what this is all about, right? See? Like it's RoboCop's okay. nephew? Yeah. RoboCopter. <laughs> RoboCopter. <laughs> <Dang, it's laughs> nephew. We figured it out. Now, this is a very special episode. Goodbye. But there's two. There's two of them, right? There's RoboCopter. Yeah, there, yeah. I yeah. think it's the same yeah. one, David. Why would it not be? <laughs> well, because there's the one that initially got him, but this has to be a different one, right? Nope. Like, same one. You man. think the, you think this is the same helicopter, or his cousin? Yeah. yeah. No, this this is like the little brother of the helicopter. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's getting its revenge. Yeah. For... Kind of... For taking his arm. <laughs> for taking his arm. Well, the first copter is mad because it, like, didn't finish the job, right? And right. It was a right. big regret, and then, like, his, yeah, his, like, younger brother or something is just like, I'll take care of this for you. I'll make it right. Don't worry. <laughs> Helicopters um, hate this one doctor. And meanwhile, Uncle Robocop is just like, I don't need to know what I don't know. <laughs> I wish RoboCop was my uncle. <laughs> wow. Well, we better dive in. So, Mr. Melty Doctor, who is a huge asshole, and everybody knows yeah. it, is named Dr. Romano. And he opens this whole episode by yelling at uh, maybe one of people's more, I think certainly at least, oh, I never said what my relationship was to oh, ER. Yeah. What's your relationship with, with ER, Carolyn? Thank you. Um, I watched it sometimes. Not too much as a kid. I definitely remember when they had the Friends crossover, because... That oh, was yeah. must see television. There's a Friends crossover. Well, I didn't know. Yeah. George, George Clooney and Noah Wiley play doctors in a oh, okay. two part episode, like the the one after the Super Bowl Friends mm-hmm. that had like a bunch of celebrity guest stars. Noah Wiley and George Clooney are in it, and I don't think they're technically playing their ER characters, but they're playing yeah, their so ER it characters. It won't count as like a true crossover, but it's very <laughs> right. much a nod and a wink to ER. And okay. all the if same nothing stations. else, then because I think the ER hospitals in Chicago. No, I thought it was New York. Isn't that Chicago maybe Hope? I'm, maybe I'm wrong. Well, they're Chicago Hope, but it's possible they're both there. <laughs> 
Yeah, and guess if the ladies found George Clooney hunky. Also, Noah mm-hmm. Wiley was there. <laughs> <laughs> Is he not hunky? I thought he was hunky. Maybe I'm He's right. not hunky next to Clooney. Yeah. No, he just what turns about, into nothing. What's the opinion on Anthony Edwards? No, oh, that's right. we haven't even sure. mentioned him. Yeah, mm. he's not going to come up like, necessarily either. Yeah, he was like though. the other big one in in ER when it started out. Yeah, that he, was like his like revival right well. of his career. Yeah, right. didn't he have hair in Hot Shots? I wait. I mean, Top Gun, the real one. <laughs> yeah, the real one, not the parody of. of Top. I love Hot Shots. Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh, by the way, the uh, the crack research team would like to lodge a complaint that. ER is a irritatingly difficult thing to Google. <laughs> well, I cracked the whip, and they came up with that it Are we is taking complaints from them now. It's, Whoa! It's a hospital. It's an about an emergency room of fictional County General Hospital in Chicago, Illinois. Well, dang! I guess hospital shows love Chicago. Yeah. So you know, yeah. It's also didn't. Mentioned David in your uh, your recap of, mm-hmm. of your relationship with the show is is the fact that it was created by yeah. the person whom you consider to be the single greatest <laughs> author of all time. Oh yeah, why is that? Why does David love Michael Crichton? Because <laughs> as a kid, he's one of the few authors that can actually hold my attention because I have a very like, short attention there. span, and I, that's more okay. that says more okay. about me than Michael Crichton. <laughs> <laughs> you He's don't also say pro- with your number one author from your grade school day. Yeah, I know. I like middle school and high school and uh <laughs> Yeah, I he's I think he's a notable dick. Uh, I think he's like a good person. <laughs> well then I hope he fucking gets it. But he was I also did read his autobiography, so I know he did go to he's a he went to medical school and was Whoa. doing his like internship. And then he talked a lot about the problems with the medical system and how he was great, but they wouldn't let him, like, spread his wings or whatever. I'd forget. But, he wouldn't uh, let him do free surgery yeah. on plants like he wanted to. So he, he did this as a way to, like, have people's personal drama be reflected in the hospital setting or whatever. I don't know. But, I mean, eh, it was successful for him, right? Yeah. Very. But I don't know so how much of the this... writing he did, though. After like... and Jurassic Park. Yeah, he wrote wow. Jurassic Park. Those. Are... I want to see the crossover with the dinosaurs in the hospital <laughs> having personal dramas. Well, he was also responsible for Westworld too, right? I think. Jesus. Yes, the original. Mm-hmm. That's insane. <laughs> All right, big ups, Michael Crichton. I gotta <laughs> give it to the man. David's right. He does like his medical stuff. He's also responsible for Austin's favorite movie. No. (laughs) I'm curious which one you're going to go for. (laughs) Twister. I don't know why. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) I thought thought you might have gone with Sphere. Oh, wow. Sphere, yeah. That was a bad movie. It really was. Well, it's not like Twister was a good movie. But... No, also Twister true. wasn't also that true. like when they made the of uh, the board game Twister. I enjoyed that. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty good. Bill Pullman. No. no, I love him. Okay, right. but to finish yeah. up, Up, 220 over 140. Come on, he's gonna blow an O-ring. Let's turn that pride. 
Okay. Okay, hold the night pride. You need the beta blocker, 5 of metoprolol, IV push. Heart rate's up to 140. Okay, I do whatever physiological effects of cocaine. It's a sympathetic stimulant. Alpha or beta. Clear. Prefib. Beta blocker made him worse. Clear. No change. 360, maybe he's allergic? I doubt it, by blocking beta, you've left alpha unopposed. His BP's going through the roof and he's bleeding in his brain. Clear. Oh, Happy. forget it. That's it, stop compressions. Just another dead junkie. DR as a kid, not that much, then as a teenager in syndication more and more. They're dense and they're fast and you can turn them on and turn them off and they do. They have melodramas next to medical dramas. What's not to love? Yeah, yeah, I definitely got a very Law and Order vibe off of it. Well, sure. I thought part of me felt like it was very Sorkin-esque, actually. And I also got a Sorkin-esque vibe. There, yeah. I even have that in my notes, that this is very walkie-talkie. Yeah. Time. True. Law and Sorkin. <laughs> Law and Sorkin. But I could see, like, I could see myself very easily, like, tripping over one of these episodes on a cable channel and then, like, pissing my day away. Yeah. That just like happen. with like Law and Order, yeah. and then you, and just like with Law and Order, you can watch old episodes and be like, "Look at all these people who went on to become big stars." Yeah, although this one does focus on the personal lives more than Law and Order, right? Really right. did, except when Law and Order did do that, and it always suffered when they tried to. So. <laughs> <laughs> when they tried to follow the the lawyers yeah, home, yeah, yeah, or the police officer, like, no, just give me the crime and the twists and turns. Don't care about Lenny's daughter. <laughs> Give me the chong chong pronto. Let's go. Kind of like how I didn't care about Linda Cardellini's kid trying to hook her up. Oh, that's true. <laughs> yeah, I would that lose that true. plot. <laughs> and we might, because this is a pretty dense episode, so yeah, who knows know. what the heck will just breeze there, the heck past. There's a lot going on. That's what I that was like one of my sure. first notes was like I can't even keep track of all the like. I was mini just like, I'm glad I'm not I... recapping. <laughs> <laughs> I have some very dense writing, but I just plan on blowing through a lot of it. Mm-hmm. Just like a ginger getting stoned while everyone else around him is dying. <laughs> We'll get to that. That's kind of... I forgot about him until the end, and then I'm like, yeah, that's kind of fucked up. Like, he probably only had, like, two pops. We'll get to it. I'm sorry, but... Yeah, yeah we'll get yeah. to it. But, yeah, no, that's not the only guy we forgot about, which is what I... One of the things I enjoy. So, E.R. It has that theme song. You know it. Hold it in your mind. We dive in past a lot of big names that we're going to be talking about, and Noah Wiley. <laughs> We open on the lady who is kind of, I guess, one of the more central protagonists, mm-hmm. at least with my ER viewing experience, mm-hmm. Nurse Abby, who is trying to become a doctor, and she's doing some patient stuff. She wants to give him beta blockers. He fucking dies because he's a junkie. And Dr. Romano, this melty guy who RoboCop <laughs> and helicopters have some real beef with, is a dick to abby who's very nice yeah and i mean i feel like this is a bit dirty pool by the show because he's just like 
He's dead. <laughs> Just another junkie, right? And you're like, oh, this guy's like a super dick. And then it turns out that it's like a practice dummy they were working on. And you're like... But the dummy was still a junkie, Dave. Yeah, well, no, then you're like, well, he's still kind of being a dick to them, but it's not as bad as like your first impression was. And it feels a little like, uh, yeah, dirty pool or, yeah. True, they're, they're... true. They got us there. But mm-hmm. he's fun to hate. I know. They really oh, want God. you to hate him, which is just weird because mm-hmm. then you they also... I guess want you to feel sorry for him. I don't know. <laughs> I don't think so. I, yeah, I don't <laughs> think the show wants us to feel sorry for him. We'll get into that. This is uh, Abby is Moira Tierney, fresh off of news radio. Yeah. Oh shoot! I forgot she was in both. So she's the yeah. first actor we've already seen an episode of yeah, in our went, very special episode series. I think she went right from uh, right from news radio to to her stint on. ER. Yeah, that's another thing I remember about ER is they. Took Maura T- Tierney from News Radio, which had ended, but it always just made me sad because it just meant News Radio ended. But yeah, yeah. And ER also killed <laughs> Phil Hartman, so yeah, well, I <laughs> did not do that with a helicopter. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's how it went down. I think Andy Dick was slightly responsible, but that's he is. We'll do a special episode later. <laughs> So yeah, that's all going on, and Abby's having a hard time learning how to be a doctor while being a nurse. And then a bunch of other stuff happens, and the doctor who's the new hot doctor walks by. His name's Luca. He is very handsome, and he's not gray hair like George Clooney. <laughs> so David can get in there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Not Get, get uh, these old guys out of here. I want to ask... David- isn't it amazing how George Clooney didn't age? It's like once they be, once people become True. famous, then they stop aging, I guess. I don't know. It's well, kind of weird. Well, it's great if they start with a quote-unquote older characteristic, like Patrick mm. Stewart being bald yeah. handsomely for 60 years. Exactly. It's it's kind of odd. Anyways, go on, Austin. What were you going to say? Oh, I, I was going to ask if, if you recognized uh, uh, Luca, Dr. Uh, Luca. From uh, mm. from the cinematic masterpiece that was the Electra film. <laughs> I... <laughs> Would you be shocked to know the answer is no? I did not recognize it. <laughs> shocked and disappointed, David. <laughs> I barely remember anything from the Electra film except I just remember seeing. I just remember the terrible Electra movie and that he was in it, and me being like, "Oh, that's the hunky doctor. That's the hunky new George mm-hmm. Clooney on ER," because I'd never watched ER, mm-hmm. so that was like my only point of reference for Goran <laughs> Vizhnik. Mm. That's good. He's like really Russian and they're not just making him do an accent. Yeah, no, I think he's he is legit from like Czechoslovakia, Croatia. He's a Croatian actor. Oh, right. Mm. That's a place. Yes. <laughs> yes, that is a place. <laughs> Way to name an actual place. If you said Narnia, I would have been suspect. But, you know, come your ass there, Austin. <laughs> So, and then he's got a patient that he seems to just hate, and I don't know why. Maybe he chopped off his arm earlier. Mm -hmm. And this guy, I didn't look it up, but I was wondering if the orphans knew if this was Alf's dad, or if it just looks like, (laughs) and sounds like Alf's dad. You're right, he did kind of sound like Alf's dad. I don't think it was Alf's Um, dad. I don't think it was Alf's dad. The doctor found no results? Okay, well, then we're just going to call him Alf's dad, I suppose, but we will probably be lying. Yeah. yeah, I'm still not 100% sure what this guy's deal was, but we'll get to that. Yeah. Which guy was this? I'm a little confused again. He's a little old man. Um, the old guy that had, like, pneumonia yeah, okay. and was complaining about 
being in the hospital. Uh, well, was he complaining? I got over... the impression he was being very patient with it because they couldn't find him a bed was the problem, right? Yeah. Yeah. They... they didn't want to be in the ER in on Thanksgiving or something. Well, they are found. stuffed like a turkey on Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. P.S. This is... And no one can have a bed. Everyone's running around with their dicks in the fire. It's crazy. <laughs> And Dr. Blonde Lady is handing out assignments. People have vaginal bleeding. People have bloody diarrhea. There are bugs crawling out of them. Merry Christmas. <laughs> yeah, where, where are the bugs coming out of skin? Like, that's that's the part I want to see, right? Like, like let's dig in. <laughs> I'm pretty right? sure it's just a paranoia thing. But Aww. sometimes you can have actual bugs coming out of your skin. Cheer up, David. It can happen. <laughs> Just in their mind. That's that's not the episode I want to see. Then <laughs> you want to see the actual bugs? Yeah, yeah. yeah, it happens. It happens. All right. Um, one of the faceless, nameless dogs who barely does anything is Glenn Howerton. I would call him the second cast member from an episode we've already covered of a TV series on a very special episode. He, of course, is like the star or one of four stars of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, a show I like quite a bit until the last couple seasons when it sucks ass. <laughs> Which doctor is that? He is the one with asthma. Oh. Barely does anything. Yeah, he doesn't do a whole lot in this one, but yeah. Nope. Handsome, <laughs> skinny, totally there. Star of Always Sunny. He's amazing in it. It's wild to see him here. Right, right, right. And what else? Well, Abby, Dr. Nurse Abby, has an HIV positive and pregnant patient. Yeah, for a moment I thought this is why it was going to be very special. Then this right? Is... <laughs> I was like, no. wow, HIV pregnant? This is like very special catnip yeah, right and, here. And it's just like a very side note that doesn't seem to really <laughs> do anything for anybody right like this plot doesn't go anywhere i guess she comes in because she's pregnant but she has vaginal bleeding but then we also find out she's hiv positive i'm just like okay there's so many roads yeah. for this to go down and then you find out that like she's lost the baby and so that was like oh is this gonna be like a very special like miscarriage episode kind mm-hmm. of thing and no, fine. Nope. But, I'm just saying. I, I don't know the point of this plot. I'll put it out. I'm just throwing it out there. They don't, except to make Doctor Melty guy seem like a dick again, because he's just like maybe she shouldn't have kids because she's HIV positive. Yeah, they really, they really made us feel the dickishness of Doctor Melty guy. Mm-hmm. That Melty bastard. <laughs> Someone should run him in with over with a car. <laughs> Getting there. No, that was a helicopter. Warming up. This is, uh, so this, we mentioned this is a Thanksgiving episode. Yeah. Uh, and so then at one point, um, uh, one of the doctors, uh, Mackay Pfeiffer's doctor. Yeah, um, he's hot. Who apparently, after he was done washing mom's spaghetti off his sweater, <laughs> um, was complaining about having the parade on instead of the, like, football game. Football. Despite the fact that the football game always starts after the parade. Yeah. Oh, it might really? Depend on the parade, I guess. I, but you're pretty much right. Yeah, I mean, like when you talk about the parade on Thanksgiving, the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade, and the mm-hmm. first football game is after the parade. But wow. Well, <laughs> uh... This is not the first TV show to get that one wrong. They often have people like complaining about watching the parade and not football when <laughs> TV programmers are very careful to make sure that those two <laughs> do not overlap 
when it comes to your Thanksgiving TV programming. Well, I am going to write Michael Crichton a strongly worded letter. <laughs> <laughs> Dear even... idiot. There's so many things wrong with that statement. Yeah, I know. <laughs> see if it gets to him. And he'll... In hell. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. In helicopter. You went there, Austin. I did. Mm. I did. <laughs> did he die? R.I.P. So he believed you could bend spoons with his mind, though. So you know. I mean, don't we all? <laughs> <laughs> he just had a whole chapter on that. Yeah, That's yep. Great. In his autobiography, there's a spoon bending chapter. I can tell you about it. I don't have to read the book. I know it, baby. <laughs> Travels. Look it up. I read it. I think I have it. I could send it to you. It's probably somewhere Please in the do. I might get to it. <laughs> for two. Oh, one for customer. Asthma for Neela. Badge bleeding for Abby. Lovely. And bugs are crawling under my skin for Lester. Cool. Hey, Pratt, will you take the incoming trauma? Yeah. Hey, Frank, what's up with this stupid parade, man? Put the game on. Hey, kickoff is until 12.30. My brother-in-law is marching with the Brunday County Sheriff's Posse. Oh, yeah? What's that, some sort of clan? Hey, Morris, what do you think you're doing? Picking up a patient. You just skipped over bloody diarrhea for I smile! Frank. Sorry, I didn't think this whole thing would work. It was in last year's box. A couple of shots left. What are your figures on there? Might be Romano and Weave in a compromising position. I'll get double prints then, just in case. Get me some pills. They wouldn't be safe. Finally gonna get to make my kid a real Thanksgiving dinner. That's Lily's. I thought it was for potluck. There's a coffee club. So I'm still pregnant. I'll check an ultrasound. Can you take one for the team? No. So you're not using the eye drops? My nephew gave me a herbal medicine. Morris, come on, man. Trauma's here. I think it's called Kona Gold. Fine. So Romano humiliated you? I look like an idiot. Give us that to everyone. Stay up there, turkey. Come on. Son of a bitch. Better call Corinna on that one. So then what else? We got a bunch of nurses, and Abby's still straddling the world, and... The nurses have this cool coffee club where a lady tries to take coffee and she doesn't get any. Yeah. She's a doctor in training and she didn't pay at the beginning of the month. Sorry. Be nice to your nurses. I think now, in all fairness, I watched this with my significant other who has apparently like seen every episode. So I think, love it. So Super I th- fan. Yes. <laughs> I think this was a like ongoing thing about the doctor not being able to fit in with people but in the context of this episode it just was just kind of there and then went away and you're like what was the point so i know yeah it is interesting (laughs) watching this in a vacuum Mm -hmm. it's very unclear like there's some stuff that that is obviously like a carryover because they show it to you in the previously on er footage at the beginning but then there's some stuff that they didn't and so then you're like Okay, is this like new to this episode, or is this a carrot like a running subplot that just isn't terribly relevant? And ultimately, I guess it doesn't matter, but it does leave you wondering like how yeah. much of this half-assed plot is <laughs> half-assed on purpose, and how much is just half-assed yeah, I mean, because I don't 
know my ER lore very well. In all fairness, they might get back to the HIV patient next episode. I've got no clue. Right. For all I know, next episode could be Dr. Melty Guy's funeral. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm sure they're going to address it at some point at the end. I'm not sure they're going to address it at some point. I'm pretty sure the janitor just sweeps it into a pile and just call it a day. In his autobiography, there's a spoon-bending chapter. I can tell you about it. They don't find him. We find him. And someone, like, lifting up the helicopter finds him. But Uh, but we'll get there. So, so the nurses are keeping their coffee, and then we have a very cool, also probably not long-running subplot about a glaucoma patient <laughs> whose cousin has supplied him a very legal and very cool medicine, mm-hmm. well, but it wasn't legal at the time. It wasn't legal then. Probably still not legal there, right? Chicago. Yeah, I don't oh. think it is legal. Maybe for glaucoma, maybe, but yeah. He's, he's smoking weed, and this doctor's like really wants that weed. It was kind of. <laughs> <laughs> How could you tell? Because he was like lecturing him. I didn't know until. Because he, because he went to like yeah, they went to a patient, and they're just like, I gotta get back to my other patient right now. And I'm like, dude, this guy's jonesing <laughs> for a hit right now. Right, right. And I thought it might be a very special episode about addiction, and I was uh, right. There's so many seeds planted in this episode. <laughs> Literally everything that happens in any ER is very special episode fodder. Well, you couldn't it, go wrong. It's funny because there's, I mean, there's probably like a main cast of ten people in this episode, uh-huh. plus probably another like half dozen supporting people with like the various like med students that are hanging around and different people and whatnot and every single one of them gets like some plot line in this ep- like at some point in the episode like they each of the med students is assigned a case and we touch in on that ever so briefly and every main member of the cast is involved in some kind of a plot line and some of them it you know becomes it builds and it becomes a bigger thing but like in the first 20 minute 20 to 30 minutes of this episode it's just like one thing after another to the point it was like almost exhausting watching it and i'm curious how much of that is just like that's er's vibe that's what they do and how much of it was like trying to just to lay on thick how like frantic and out of control things were before the proverbial bomb that is a helicopter goes off <laughs> yeah i mean no obviously i didn't i don't remember a lot and didn't watch the show a lot i feel like most episodes I, I didn't have trouble following and the first like yeah as you said 15 minutes i did have trouble trying to keep track of everything that was going on now might that might be more indicative of later episodes too as opposed to earlier episodes which i probably saw more of but i don't know and I would be curious, like, there is something to be said for them intentionally creating that feeling in you of having a hard time following yeah. it. Yeah. To, like, to make you feel the sort of, like, chaotic tension that the characters are feeling, if that's just, like, a one-off thing. If that's just how they do it all the time, I'd be like, holy crap, how did this show last? <laughs> how does anyone even <laughs> pay attention, you know? I think they do it pretty hectic on the regular. I think they do go for that feeling, but this might be amongst the most, right? We're doing some sweep, sweep turkey shit right here, dog. Right. Yeah, they. I think they always just want it to be very fast moving, but uh, yeah, it's a question of, was this even more so than regular episodes, or was it 
on pace for right. what they normally do. We're going to have to ask your very special spouse there, yeah, David. Exactly. Super fan, mm-hmm. expert. So, yeah, we're doing a lot. It's very frantic and dense. We're not getting much of it, but a lot is happening, <laughs> including we've got a patient who's hit by a tow truck coming through. He looks wealthy. And then we also, <laughs> right by him, have a whole platter of turkey and all the trimmings. It mm-hmm, is boy. kind of funny how they just had, like... Yeah, I laughed. They talk, they, they talk about their, like potluck spread for thanksgiving and you're like that's cool whatever i get that but it's like right in the middle of the er like behind like admitting desk like isn't there a break room or something they could have set that up in well it's also there's just a lot of stuff happening in like hallways and just (laughs) like open and i'm like yeah and i get the vibe they're going for is everyone's just overworked that there's not enough beds and everything but i just wonder if that's how most hospitals operator maybe we just live in luxury here in minnesota and i don't we just don't experience that i don't know yeah this is where you don't know what you don't know like as far as the realism of it so you Mm -hmm. can't really ding it but yeah but getting stitches in a hallway and i'm like i feel like i've always been in a room the times i've had to get stitches right right Right. they're pretty much cutting into turkey and patients right there Mm -hmm. next to each other that's the yeah i mean there's like a whole like roasted turkey at a table like turducken yeah yeah spoiler (laughs) six feet away from where people are getting stitched up (laughs) i know (laughs) sign me up i want to go to hospital turkey thank you What better place to find out that you're losing your baby because you have an open cervix? Yeah, but if you found out you lost your baby but then got a piece of turducken, would you be like, eh, it kind of evens out, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's a start, the Lord, man. Give it the Lord take it away. <laughs> <laughs> Two cc's right. of turkey legs, stat. After that comment, I think I'll be seeing Michael Crichton when I die, too. So. <laughs> <laughs> the helicopter comes for us all, baby. <laughs> So, yes, Abby's patient is probably due to HIV, unfortunately, seems to be not able to carry a pregnancy. So they're going to make sure all her stuff is on the way out. That's what they said, medically speaking. And they're checking her out. But then this patient passes out and bleeds out at the same time. ER is going into crisis mode. And we are now (laughs) exiting for the rest of this episode. Go. It's crazy. Yeah, they and they do this weird thing. It, uh, it felt very, I guess, 2003 was when this episode came out. <laughs> yeah. Like, they went to great pains to make sure to have the the patient tell Moira Tierney that she didn't get HIV from drugs <laughs> mm-hmm. or anything like that. She just had a lousy ex-boyfriend who slept around too much and didn't use protection and then pass it on to her. Like, they needed to make right. sure, like... Yeah. Oh, the audience won't sympathize with her if they think she got HIV from being a druggie. We have to make um, sure that you know the audience knows she's one of the good HIV patients. Yeah, you know, and it's very much she got it from a guy she she wasn't sleeping around. It was the guy she right she, realized was sleeping around was sleeping around. Right? Like, yeah, she is entirely blameless. Yeah, she's in this pure, when, She's a pure snowflake, and so thus yeah, we can feel bad that she has HIV. When really the fact, the the why of it is irrelevant. Yeah. Like, we yeah. shouldn't care that. Wow, maybe we're all just as bad as Dr. Romano. <laughs> maybe we, we're all the Dr. Romano. Oh, no. 
Everybody hates Romano. Twenty twenty's the helicopter. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> uh, if helicopters aren't bad enough, a tow truck will also kill you. Yeah. Unless you're wealthy enough to get your doctor fired right then and there for taking your little old tiny baby flip flown from two thousand and three. Yeah, I mean, yeah, this might be just cunning insight into the wealthy and privilege, <laughs> but it's just kind of like, if I got hit by a tow truck and woke up, I'd just pretty much just say, doctor, do whatever you need to do. Like, I wouldn't really be worried about which hospital I was, calling my lawyer right away, all that. I'd be like, just make sure I'm stable first, and then I'll start being the prick I normally am, but I don't know. You sound like a real poor person, yeah. David. <laughs> right. Probably. <laughs> What I love that, like, Dr. Melty guy comes in and is yelling at Mackay Pfeiffer because this guy is, like, bosom buddies with the CEO of the hospital or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, we have to do whatever he wants and, you know, treat him with, you know, all of this veneration and whatnot. But it's like, his whole point is how he doesn't want to get treated in this shithole of a hospital that he's, <laughs> like, that's run by, like, his best friend or whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just sort of a weird disconnect where, like, his whole point is he hates your grimy-ass hospital. My best friend is a real fun friend, but his hospital's a piece of shit. <laughs> right. So fuck him. Yeah, yeah, Dr. Melty Man just totally glad-hands this guy. And what's funny is I didn't even realize that he only has one actual normal hand. They show us where his other one went later. But if you're listening at home, listener, check out at him glad-handing with a prosthetic hand. Yeah, so. I didn't even... I didn't realize it, so I thought this might be the episode that he uh, loses. <laughs> no, we raise the stakes, David. Yeah. <laughs> Car- Carol zigs when everyone zags. Yeah. <laughs> After you shot Drake, David, yeah, I, I can't just cut off one arm. Come on. And I mean, to be fair, I mean, to Carol's very deep credit, I never in a million years would have thought that the same <laughs> Dr. Melty guy would have two encounters with a helicopter. It's called Art with a capital A, Austin. <laughs> so, yeah, all that's going on. And then, and then, just to be a huge dick about it, Mr. Melty goes ahead and fires Dr. Pratt, who... You know, just wants to make sure this millionaire's organs are intact before they transfer him. But he's getting called on his lack of sucking up to a rich bitch. (laughs) So he's full on fired for it on Thanksgiving. Can you believe that? Yeah, I mean, I might say this a lot during this episode, but it's a little (laughs) over the top, right? Like, this is a bit much. No. But he wouldn't have, like, a disciplinary hearing. Well, he kind of does. I don't know. But it's like on Thanksgiving when they're understaffed. You're like, you're not firing anybody then, you know? Like, even if you take out the ethics of firing someone on Thanksgiving, it's like, they need the bodies in there right now, you know? Right, right. Yeah, later, I mean, later on in the episode when Mackay Pfeiffer is still hanging around, like, being a doctor. Yeah. um, I mean, it's eventually made clear that he just didn't take Dr. Melty guy seriously. Oh, yeah. But my first thought was just like, well, okay, of course he's fired, but they still need his, the bodies in the ER. Like, he's probably going to, like, put in two weeks or whatever before he actually, like, leaves. Uh, Just because that made sense to me. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> nope, he threw him right under the bus with a guy under the tow truck. And that clearly was a running subplot in in the show because they they established that in the previously on that mm-hmm. Doctor Melty guy had been had started like a disciplinary folder for this guy that gets referenced later on. Tisk tisk tisk. Meanwhile. Mrs. No longer pregnant, but still has HIV, is diagnosed with uterine fibrosis, and Abby is caught overpromising the success of a procedure. Other doctors are all gung-ho for just removing the whole dang thing. Well, I think she misdiagnoses it to yeah. begin with, right? Like she, yeah. She thinks, I, I, I don't know all the technical terms. She thought it was one thing, but it would turn out that would be easily cleared up, but it turned out to be something that would require surgery. Right, we're looking at a hysterectomy, mm-hmm. a full-on uterine removal versus an embolization, mm-hmm. which I don't know, is something. Doctor, doctor, doctor. Yeah, yeah, but then... <laughs> doctor, doctor, doctor. <laughs> Abby's fighting for, like, not using the hysterectomy, but then it still needs to be there as a last resort, which I kind of understand, too. And then that's when Dr. Melty Guy is like, it doesn't matter, this is God's way of saying she shouldn't have children. And it's like, yep. We know I'm. I'm supposed to hate you. I get it. It's you're like a ha- hashtag team helicopter. Yeah, I got exactly. it. <laughs> <laughs> this is God's way of saying fuck you. I know sometimes the they, they like to talk about how on on like Star Trek episodes, the writers would just write in their scripts. You know, insert techno babble here yeah. for when they would need. Yeah, and then they'd have someone that would come through and, like, whip up all of their, like, fake science stuff to mm-hmm. throw in at that point. I wonder if that's what, like, ER scripts look like, where it's just, like, interpersonal, yeah. interpersonal stuff, insert medical mumbo-jumbo, interpersonal stuff, interpersonal stuff. I'm sure they had some sort of doctor consultant that they would use. They would just right. write in all they'd that like... kind of stuff. And, and Yeah, they'd just like... email Michael Crichton every yeah, week. I said no cell phones. Hello, Mr. Westbrook. I'm Robert Romano, Chief of Emergency Services. I just got off the phone with our CEO, Peter Fenwick. I think your employees need a lesson in customer service. This one stole my phone. Well, he's not long for this hospital. That guy is the biggest real estate developer in Chicago. Yeah, more like the biggest prick. Now, when you get a VIP patient, sometimes... You treat him the same as everybody else. He's not stable. Well, if he has no solid organ injuries, I say he is stable. Wait a minute. You're willing to compromise patient care no. just so you can... We will determine objectively if he's able to be transferred. And if I'm not has... signing any transfer papers. And as far as I'm concerned, you no longer work here. Right. No, I'm serious, Pratt. On Thanksgiving. That's right. I guess it saves you from spending it alone. You just pissed me off for the last time. Did you call Psych about your bug guy? No, he really has scabies. My asthma girl's worse. Call RT for Heliox. Lewis, get covered for Pratt's shift starting tomorrow. Complex laceration. I repaired the extensor tendon with a figure of eight. Looks nice. Yes, Salva. Very tidy. Abby, where's the abductor policy's brevis insert? You know it's innervation. Smile! This is really stupid. Now you can send him back. My patient needs blood. Consent for all contingencies. Are you even going to attempt embolization? <sighs> that would take hours. Maybe she would be if she wasn't HIV positive. What the hell are you accusing me of? Ladies, please, let me settle this cat fight. Abby, you're wrong. We were discussing uterus sparing procedures. An HIV positive woman, why? Yeah, thank you, Robert. I can handle this. She wants to have a baby. Well, maybe this is God's way of saying bad idea.
Meanwhile, blonde lady doctor is getting chatted up with a dead man's bouquet by a chubby and schlubby flight nurse. It's Donald Logue! <laughs> He's very familiar, but I don't know where I recognize He's him. He's definitely a that guy. Yes. Although, I do... Who, I always think of him as the guy, the main lead in Grounded for Life, a sitcom that was actually <laughs> right. pretty good. But yeah, he has his own sitcom. Yeah, yeah that's yeah, the one. Yeah. What's he to you, Austin? Uh, despite not ever having seen it, I will always think of him as the co-lead of Terriers, which is oh. every TV critic's favorite one-season wonder show. People mm-hmm. love that. Yeah, I yeah. still haven't checked it out either. Okay, that's his gem. Also, Grounded for Life. Yeah, which is, like yeah. I thought it was pretty good. I also know, <clears throat> for whatever reason, I always remember him as from being in the Max Payne movie, the very, very yeah. terrible Max Payne movie. But <clears throat> that's probably because I uh, was actually looking forward to seeing it and then being like, yep, this is what? terrible. Okay. He yeah. was also <laughs> the the vampire that kept getting parts cut off of him in the first Blade. That was, oh my uh, god! Yeah, That's he's, where I, mean, I he's, know him. <laughs> yeah, he's a total that guy. He yeah, shows up in in little bit parts, like all in all kinds of different movies and TV shows and stuff. You've probably seen him in like a hundred things. I think he was a recurring character in the Gotham TV show that came. He was. He was um, uh, Bullock. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, he was. He was Jim Gordon's partner in in Gotham, at least for a while. God knows what the hell happened. <laughs> In the yeah. in the like tenth inexplicable season of that show, <laughs> I bounced like during season two, I think. So yeah, <sighs> you went further than I did. I'm pretty sure I bounced. Well, I guess I maybe made it through the first season. I don't know. Yeah. It was yeah. Donald Logue was also the Revolutionary War militia man who learned not to be racist in Mel Gibson's Patriot. <laughs> Whoa! Well, I wish Mel Gibson learned that. <laughs> I know, yeah. it would have been nice if he'd learned that le- his own lesson, right? <laughs> I guess he can say the words for a paycheck, which is a start. <laughs> well, I wonder how this guy who got chopped up by Blade is going to fare against some helicopter blades. <laughs> but that's in a little that's bit. Better than Dr. Melty, guy. <laughs> he is a bit fucked up. Spoiler city, y'all. I just, no one cares. Uh, and so we go back to that very nice older African-American gentleman with glaucoma. But you know what he doesn't have? His fat, dank bag of stanky, dank, dank. And he knows that the doctor stole it. <laughs> and the doctor sure did. He ain't wrong. Yeah. <laughs> We got the ginger guy immediately just outside, just smoking a Cheech and Chong size fatty, like yeah, right well, in the parking lot of his to, hospital. What am I supposed to think of this doctor? This ginger doctor? <laughs> I don't know, um, man. I don't think you're supposed to think very much of him. I mean, I love a good stoner, but even I am not rooting for this guy. Yeah, because he just stole it. It's just like. He like lectures because he's hypocritical. That's that's the word for right. just being like, just say no to drugs. Don't be using that medicine. And he's like, I'm gonna smoke this up real nice. Not a light of fat dude. Yeah. He took that hypocritical <laughs> oath yeah, as a exactly. doctor, just like Johnny Dakota. My God. And he's to be done. fair, I don't think if you're a doctor, you should be getting stoned before doing any like. I... Probably not. Mood-altering drugs, probably. You should just probably stay away. If you want to do it once you're out of work, you know, that's fine. You know, you can drink, get stoned, I don't know, whatever. But probably I don't want a stoned doctor working on me. That's all I'm saying. And I'm I'm very pro-legalization of marijuana. 
he was uh, he's played by Scott Grimes, who was Private Malarkey on everyone's dad's favorite miniseries, Band of Brothers. Oh, dad loved that. Yeah, I like how you tried to deflect from yourself, Austin. I uh, I am Liam's dad, <laughs> and I enjoy Band of Brothers. As a dad now, Austin, yeah. you have a whole world opening yeah, yeah. up to you. No, look, there are there are some like marketing things that are you know grossly misstated and and uh, <laughs> painted in the broadest brush possible. But then every once in a while, you're like, yeah, no, I fall into that one. The whole like. Dads love history and war movies. I'm like, yeah, no, I'm I, I enjoy like Father's Day because there's a whole wrath of new history books out there for me to get into. Like, I fit into the stereotype. Do you also wear cargo shorts, Austin? Uh, I have on occasion worn cargo. There shorts. There we yeah. go. There we go. Checks out for dad. I probably wear more cargo shorts than Austin does. That's stolen valor. They have extra pockets. What's wrong with cargo shorts? Yeah, exactly. That, Who doesn't want two more sets of pockets? <laughs> right? That's stolen valor on you, David. <laughs> it is stolen valor. <laughs> Gotta make a puppy to land those pockets. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, uh, that rich guy, he's the real son of a bitch, and he forgot his Rolex in an operating tray. So... Somebody's gotta go give it back to Mr. Wealthy Bones while he's catching his private helicopter to the fancy rich person's hospital. But Dr. Romano doesn't want to do it. So he tries to make a nurse do it. And there's no nurses because everyone's busy working. So then he's gotta do it. And they have a beautiful flashback. <laughs> <laughs> so this is the point where I'm like, <laughs> okay, so is this going to be, like, a PTSD very special episode? <laughs> like, it can't possibly be, like, another helicopter accident. Yeah, I know. That would just, like, <clears throat> beggar the laws of probability. Yeah. <laughs> breaking this, the same hospital has another helicopter accident involving Happened the, the same, same doctor. Yeah, this is not what's happening here. So is this, like, a PTSD thing? Is he going to, like freak out because he's confronted by his mortal enemy, the blades of a helicopter? <laughs> Just like Degrassi, ER goes there. <laughs> they ain't afraid of any, like, over-the-top coincidences. <laughs> no, they're not. And I basically could have closed my eyes, thrown a dart at an ER episode, and it would have been very special, mm. and that is exactly what I did here. <laughs> So, yeah, uh, we have this amazing flashback. I bet both of you fucking laughed as hard as I did, right? Oh, <laughs> well, yeah, yeah it, so. it, it's a very gruesome scene, though, they have of him yeah. in his arms. Like, yeah, yeah. They, they really, like, show it coming off. Like, it's not like a, his arm's up there and then you see the blood splatter or anything. Nope, you see you see the stump. You see his arm stump. <laughs> you, you see a bloody stump. It's yeah, very... yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think, I think ER is one of those shows that, that early on really pushed the envelope for... Well, like mm-hmm. gore on TV because it was mm-hmm. you know, done in a medical context, they could get away with it. They were also apparently the first network drama to say shit on. Uh, oh, really? <gasps> they TV. said shit. How yeah. did they say that? I don't know. They're so cool. I think it was Anthony Edwards who said it. I think that's what uh, Lauren said. I don't know in what context. That's I assume so it was just at the end of the episode, like I gotta go take a shit, and then that's how it ends. <laughs> <laughs> like how we end every podcast. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Oh, wow. That's cool. Michael Crichton's cool. Wow. 
Yeah, uh, Cinema really hates this actor, whatever his fucking name is. Imagine this scene of his arm getting helicoptered off right next to his face melting off. Yeah, he gets I know. some really he, grisly send offs. And it is funny. This episode is called Freefall. Wonder why? We'll see. <laughs> and while he's going up in that little elevator to go meet his little helicopter that he is frightened of with PTSD. They are doing a very funny free fall and Muzak version. Yeah, and oh, were they really? I totally missed that. Yeah, yeah, oh, it's so funny, Austin. Yeah, and then he sees <laughs> uh-huh, the uh-huh. helicopter, and then he freaks out, has the flashback, and then he goes to get on mm-hmm. the ground, and then there's a Muzak version of "Ironic" by Alanis Morissette. Or in... No, <laughs> <laughs> no, not really. But... <laughs> They couldn't afford that. This was it was so in at the time. But you believe yeah. it for a moment, and that uh, said something about the show. Because he's beautiful going moment. to the ground floor to escape the helicopter. I wonder what might happen there. Well, frankly, the laws of probability <laughs> says nothing, right? Like, there's no way anything would happen to him, especially helicopter related, right? <laughs> he's just gonna have a normal doctor day. Exactly. This is, after all. ER, the normalist <laughs> hospital in Chicago, next to all the other hospitals in Chicago, where crazy shit happens every day. Yeah, we have entered the part of must-see television where it is after 10 p.m., and you can be gross and nasty, and anything can happen. Mm-hmm. Unlike your selection, David, no shade, but <laughs> we knew that Niles wasn't going to die in that hospital. Was that my, no, mine was, uh, was that, mad yours was about you. Mad about you, you? Yeah. Which we well, also... we knew that baby wasn't going to die <laughs> in that apartment. We did know that. Um, to be fair, I don't think they yeah. really ramped up the tension that it might. I don't think that was ever a concern <laughs> right. of the episode. David, yeah. I, I hate to uh, um, actually and mansplain your wife, particularly when she's not here. Mm-hmm. But uh, I have <laughs> multiple sources telling me that... It was Mark Harmon on a 1999 episode of Chicago Hope that Uh-oh. uttered shit for the first time on network television. Oh, man. Was it a live episode? How the said, hell did they do that? He said shit happens at some point in the episode. Whoa. Well, now we have to do that episode, and it's probably the only interesting moment. In the <laughs> and then two years after that is the South Park episode where they yeah. said shit like a shit ton of times. Chicago Hope. I was lied to. Mm-hmm. I don't like it. Lawrence is a super fan of all the Chicago-based hospital drugs. <laughs> when they do great stuff like this. So yeah, um yeah, so, so we get a little we get a little dance here with Donald Logue and someone on the helicopter and someone being on the helicopter and not being on the helicopter talking a lot about it and he can't go on because insurance and none of us followed it right maybe no i i didn't at all (laughs) some real buddy holly vibes though right like he wants on the helicopter but then they won't give up the seat right like right were those ominous moments before we lost buddy holly yeah i think somebody gave up their seat there's something weird about that but then it's also very standard tv movies right where something bad's gonna happen on an aerial craft somebody's giving up their seat at some point to get off the craft right like they can't have that you have to have somebody who's like whoo can't believe i dodged that bullet (laughs) <laughs> but, uh, at what point does that old man get handcuffed to the railing? Oh, oh yeah, that's anywhere a, that's... around here. Let's yeah, right say. around here. Yeah. yeah. 
the, the guy a... who's not Alf's yeah. dad gets mm-hmm. taken up to a different part of the hospital. Well, I think because Luca has some kind of vendetta against him, and wants to keep his eye on him. No. He actually restrains. What? Well, my but, interpretation yeah. was the nurses went to admit him, and like they were trying to bring him to the to like the the nurses to have him looked at, but they're like we're too busy and kept sending him back. So then he made up this whole thing about handcuffing him just to make sure he got to stay there and actually get treated. So I think he was trying to do the guy a solid by doing this handcuff bit. That was my interpretation. Oh. Hey, oh, I okay. interpreted it very differently. I thought he was like he knew that he was a like medicine stealer. Mm. Hmm. That he would like keep coming up with excuses to come into the hospital and Well, if he's anything like Alfstad, I bet he's a medicine stealer <laughs> patient. <laughs> But I like your interpretation better, David. That fits a little bit more. Yeah, it was I was, I was very confused. From sending him back. That's what my interpretation was. Now there's yeah. a lot going on, so maybe I misinterpreted. But I was very confused by this whole like I need to get him restrained and cuffed up kind of thing. Right. I think this is where we definitely suffer from not having watched the previous twelve seasons <laughs> of Luca and Alfstad's long, strange journey yeah, I together. Guess, maybe with Linda Cardellini. Oh, yeah, she's there, too. We she, know yeah, her she's... from loads of stuff. Freaks and Geeks, Scooby-Doo, Legally Blonde. <laughs> Hawkeye's wife. Um, oh, what? Yes, in in, in, uh, in the Avengers. From movie. MASH? No, Hawkeye <laughs> the Avenger. Oh, right, that Hawkeye. Okay. Yeah, she's too young to be Hawkeye for MASH's wife. I know, I'm like, was it a Child Bride episode? <laughs> <laughs> Fucking MASH. <laughs> Yeah, she's basically the nurse that's working with uh, with the hunky Slovakian doctor throughout most yeah. of this episode. And, they, yeah, and, and apparently they're dating, if you didn't pick or that up. Something. Or maybe yeah. not, yeah. but her son sure wants to get that hot dog right where he vacated, right <laughs> up Linda's Cardellini there. <laughs> like, it's nice and warm, I should know. <laughs> it's very nice! Yeah. <laughs> oh, I can't wait to interview Michael Crichton in hell. <laughs> <laughs> Not if David gets there first, you bastard. Mm-hmm. So, I'll be like, so, you fairly clearly had Ian Malcolm die in Jurassic Park, yet still brought him back in Lost World. What was up with that? that that'd be my right? first question. Exactly. First question. He's too hot. Forget. <laughs> Second hey, question. Michael Crichton, you clearly set up a sequel at the end of Jurassic Park involving the Raptors having gotten off the island yeah. and eating those mm-hmm. crops high in lysine. Then you actually wrote a sequel and didn't follow up on any of that. What's the deal with that? You just say the money, right? (laughs) 13-year-old Austin has to know this.
poor souls left helicopter. Pulse ox down to 88. Hurts 10 liters. Susan! Harry. Susan, are you okay? Were you hurt? Yeah. No, no. Hey, who are the other attendants? Um, uh, Luke and Romano. I don't know where they are. Meanwhile, back in the crazy hospital, yeah. you know what really goes best with your turfurky <laughs> and your pumpkin pie and your thick-ass gravy and the Macy's Day Parade I wins. is a big, fat doobie. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing wets the appetite, like getting pretty high, very confused, and a little bit of the munchies, so Dr. Ginge having... Yeah, who doesn't want to relax on Thanksgiving, right? It could be stressful, you know? Right. It is. It's a stressful holiday. Right. He's just yeah. trying to mellow out. Yeah. <laughs> Wheat can also make you paranoid, so that's fun, too. It gives you something to struggle with. Well, that's my problem, actually, but that's... <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it can be hard to find the mellow, bro. Mm -hmm. But if there's anywhere to toke up, it's at a hospital yeah, yeah, where yeah, natural disasters tend to happen <laughs> frequently. Hot off the spore of stealing glaucoma weed medicine from an elderly man, <laughs> Dr. Ginge is lighting up a chong-ass doobie and having himself a time in the front yard parking area. Yeah, fresh, fresh off his losing a stare down with his mortal enemy, the helicopter. Yeah, Dr. Yes. Melty guy comes down. Well, what, what's funny is, so he comes down. Got chip on his shoulder. He's having yeah. his, like, mini panic attack, and he's, like, calling down, and he sees a guy smoking weed. And, of course, we're supposed to, like, not like him, but I don't know. Doctor, like, we, I kind of talked about He's kind of in the right here. Like, the doctor shouldn't be smoking weed on his shift, right? So then... No, David. This is one crime too far. <laughs> so, Dr. Melty Guy kind of comes over. It's like, hey, what's going on over here? And then Ginger Doctor says, it's not what it looks like. And I'm like, what else is it, though? It looks like you're smoking a doobie, right? Like, like I don't think there's any other explanation here. Were you, were you, were you not inhaling? Were you, like, blowing up Bill Clinton over here? What's going on? What do you mean it's not what it looks like? And he's like, I'm going to well, meet you okay. in my office. You stay there. And I'm like, I, I'm on Dr. Melty Guy's side, I guess, right now. This guy needs to be disciplined. I don't know. No, it's cool. He stole it, David. <laughs> yeah, oh. it's also, like, contraband marijuana he stole from some dude who's probably using it responsibly to help his glaucoma. I don't know. It is. Total dick. It is. I don't. I don't know if ironic is the right word for it. Uh, it is something that uh, Doctor Melty Guy pulls a lot of dick moves throughout this episode, but the one time he's in the right and is not being a dick is the thing that sets him up for his tragic coincidental <laughs> come up. <in. laughs> Listen, if there's one thing, a helicopter little brother with a vendetta as laid by Robocop and his first brother who only got one arm of this man cannot abide. It is a fucking narc. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Helicopters are very pro marijuana and they don't like anybody plus name when they're like doesn't matter if this guy's performing surgery later, he gets to toke up whenever and wherever he wants. He is allowed to smoke out of the patient's veins yeah. if that's what's gonna land the surgery. He's like scalpel, doobie. 
<laughs> Doobie Brothers. Clamp. More Doobie. Roach Clip. Additional dudes. Yeah. Do not harsh his buzz. Exactly. We'll get chopped by a buzzing blade of doom. And I guess oh, the one thing man. we don't know is why this guy was smoking up or toking up to be fair to begin yeah, with. Like, did no. it, was he just really jonesing for a hit or like I don't? Yeah, know. I don't even think weed people jones. You know, you kind yeah. of want it. It's not like you have a heroin. Yeah, it's that's like, oh, it'd be really fun to like hang out right now. Well, when it was a, when I thought this might be a very special episode about addiction, I'm like, I don't think that's really how most stoners are. Like, they just need it right now. Like, get it into my right. veins. It's just usually like they want it, but. It's just not as addictive as some drugs, is basically. Right. Like, yeah. There can be addicts for anything. But yeah, 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 yeah. But it's not, like, the physical, like, I need, yeah. Yeah, giving up your medical career for smoking right in front of it. That is, that's wild stuff. You have to work so hard to be a doctor. Oh my yeah, God. like, at one point earlier in the episode, during the, like, 20 minutes of a thousand plot lines, he yeah. was... He when he he got like pulled off of his elderly glaucoma patient to deal with something more traumatic, and he was like quickly was like oh, I have to get back to my patient, and one of the doctors was like you know oh is is he squeamish because he, he's a uh, you know a med student or whatever first like, year yeah yeah it's like oh is he squeamish and Dr Melty guy was like you know no that's not the problem or something like that and like, and so like yeah. I I thought I was like oh maybe that is it like maybe he is squeamish like that's that's gonna yeah. be his plot in this episode. Is like he's want to be he's like wants to be a doctor and he's really good at it, but he can't stand the sight of blood. And he wanted to go get that weed from the old guy so that he could like smoke it and mellow himself. No, I don't. That's not <laughs> that that's not made clear at all. If that's what's going on here, yeah, I mean, just that, seems like he was it, a fuck up who wanted to smoke a dude. <laughs> yeah, he's just one more verse in that song. Then I got high. So uh, some pot from an old guy, and then I got high. Then I got high. <laughs> <laughs> then I got high. I got Then I got high. So yeah, is this about the time we see like the helicopter taking off, but the wind is blowing yeah. hard or something? And I, I yeah. am still to this. The only explanation I have for why this helicopter crashed is destiny. We're <laughs> not flag blowing. Vengeance. What the fuck does that mean? So, like, when a flag blows, helicopters can't fly? Well, you feel like there should have been some sort of offhanded comment about saying it might be too windy to fly, but then being like, this dude's rich, you need to get him to where he wants to go, you know, that kind of thing. But there was none of that. And, Everything and, seemed like there was all. Uh, above board and safe right or right for for as much as they went through the whole foreshadowing pantomime of like the donald logue that we know is supposed to be on this flight mm -hmm. but he got kicked off because of this insurance thing and you know it's it's the buddy holly thing and you're like oh this is foreshadowing no foreshadowing whatsoever about like the actual circumstances of the crash no like like you said there's no it's really windy, or the crosswind is strong, or make sure that we you, you take off fast because it'll get you. Or what? it's just like it takes off, and you see like a wind sock suddenly go limp, and then the helicopter goes down. Well, the helicopter goes up, then sees Melty Guy on the ground, and then it's like, <laughs> mm. <laughs> like knows yeah. what it has to do to nobly sacrifice itself for its kind. I think is like like, right, like right. the helicopters have one mortal enemy. And that's Melty Guy. <laughs> and I, I, I will go down a hero, is what I'm thinking. 
Just like my yeah. uncle Robocop would have wanted. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Robocopter takes a dive. We all know what you guys are questioning. You see it all happen. A <laughs> couple of doctors go up. There's a shot of a windsock. Boom, the blades are... Yeah, 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 yeah. It like falls over. It starts like sweeping around. I didn't know how many. I thought like half the cast might be off at this juncture because it like flips around and it almost hits like the two nurses who are like in the hospital or in the. One of them gets hit. Oh yeah, yeah. One of them does from something. I don't even know what she got. She's like some kind of shrapnel. Yeah, like a hunk of the helicopter or whatever. Let's the blade is chopping into the roof, so, so it's kicking up a lot of loose yeah. dust. The windsock, they don't return to it, so I don't know how the windsock and I, does. And I'm no physics expert, but somehow the helicopter managed to, like, chop its blades against the roof, but then mm-hmm. also mm-hmm. make it over the side of the roof, I guess? I don't yeah. Know. yeah, it went in, like, a slow spiral graph circle mm-hmm. until it got off, right? Because it had a reason. <laughs> it had a destination. <laughs> it a spoiler alert. With the exception of Dr. Melty Guy, everyone at this hospital bounces back from what is a pretty horrific accident. Yeah, yeah. Really fast. Oh, yeah, it's just a little spleen shrapnel amongst friends. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) And then it passes by a window and, like, somehow causes an explosion. Yeah. (laughs) Yori checks out, David. I don't know. Like, it broke a window, and then somehow something <laughs> explodes, and I don't even know what exploded. Maybe You could say the, the helicopter, but it gas. still seemed to be pretty intact when it was also on its way down, so I don't know. Yeah, did it hit the medical gas? That's what you're saying? Definitely. Mm-hmm. Loose medical gas. Diagnosis. Yeah, there might have been something about that particular floor. Yeah, they say something like... That- like- they're like, this floor's safe as long as no helicopter blades come screeching through. <laughs> Isn't that true about any floor? It might cause some sparks, though. I don't know. But yes, as it's falling, something causes it to explode. And oh, so it floor. takes out, it, it like, This is the same the floor the guy's, like, locked up. Right, we'll where hunky, hunky Doctor and Linda Cardellini are. Mm-hmm. I keep thinking you're going to say Linda Carter, and I'm like, they really need Wonder Woman right now. Oh, that would be great. <laughs> She'd be a patient. Yeah, you could say things are getting <clears throat> steamy between them because their hospital floor is on fire. Yeah. <laughs> their passion is, you know. Right. And then it's like, all right, I've thrown shrapnel at one nurse. Mm-hmm. I've detonated a floor of the hospital. <laughs> I've done all that I could do. It's time to go out in a blaze of glory. <laughs> Gotta complete my mission. So... <clears throat> Did you guys know yet what this episode was special for? No. <laughs> it kind of got spoiled by my significant other where she's like, I think this might, you might get crushed by a helicopter. She said, well, like, and then there's part of me that's like, like, no. Yeah, no. <clears throat> the idea stupid, that honey. a second helicopter accident would happen to this guy. No way. Like, no, no hack writer could even like look themselves in the mirror after writing that on a script and sending it to an episode, right? Like, being like, I got it. This guy got his arm chopped off by a helicopter. Another helicopter go for revenge. And, and no, no, it's not up on the roof. He's going to, like, try to escape the helicopter, and it's going to seek him out on the ground to take him it's out. His, like, it's his destiny yeah, to exactly. take it out by helicopter. Well, see, and so, you know, we, we've already set it up enough. It's not supposed So the helicopter comes falling down everyone else gets out of the way but here's like melty guy just looking up and he he knows he's beat and he just goes no and then like (laughs) 
covers his head, and the way it plays out is like he always knew he has always known that it was going to come to this, right? Like it was him and the helicopters, and this was his fate. Like it's it's like he didn't want it to happen, but he knew it was going to happen sometime, well, and this was it. It's like the Final Destination movies where yeah, mm-hmm. they love those. The heli- when he lost his arm, that was when he was supposed to die by yeah, helicopter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he somehow dodged right. his fate. But it was only a matter of time before he's gonna catch up to him. Up yeah, and he's like, well, see, David, he thought he was safe by getting on the ground, and he saw the helicopter going for it, and he just knew he was like, I, I couldn't escape it. I couldn't beat the helicopters. Is what he, it was. See, his David, final you thought. say, you say it's it's uh, literary hackery. <laughs> I say it's it's no different. It's paying homage to the classic Greek tragedies like Oedipus, yes. who's. Yeah. He, he, he <laughs> brings about his own fate by trying to escape the helicopter. He puts himself in the very position <laughs> where he will be ended by the helicopter. Exactly. Yep, yep. Like when that guy tried to avoid the hearse but ended up dying in a car crash, <laughs> avoiding it. It's a folk tale as old as time, David. Yeah, and literary. That... <laughs> the Kreitner. And when it was. <laughs> Oedipus, that was kind of an original concept too, right? (laughs) (laughs) All of those iterations taking, uh, you know, approximately two to three thousand years later, it might not be as original anymore. (laughs) All of those, all of those pastiches and iterations of the Oedipus myth, all of those stories that that you've read through the years, those were just practice runs at this. It is perfection. At the revenge of the helicopters. <laughs> this is peak must-see television. Imagine your lives without having mustly have seen this. What's what's great, David, is that wow. even before he got crushed by the helicopter, when it was just clear that there was a helicopter accident, mm-hmm. I had written in my notes, how many helicopter accidents can one <laughs> hospital have? Like, I was already checked out of this scenario before mm-hmm. it even got to the more ridiculous part of the fact that Melty Guy gets killed by the helicopter. So then when he actually gets hit by it, I just burst out laughing. Yeah, I know. <laughs> like, they try to get for a drama, but you're like, yeah, it's ridiculous. <laughs> These helicopters are all for blood. There must be somebody in charge of helicopter safety who is just sleeping dudes on the job. Yeah. <laughs> well, the helicopters themselves are just, yeah, seeking out right? dudes. That's what happened. It went for the weed and then just ended up killing Melty Guy on the way down. <laughs> it became sentient yeah. and needed weed immediately, like all living beings. Yeah. I love this scene. It was amazing. It's so funny when you put it right after the free falling music and the arm chop flashback and then the no! I, I do notes. think, now that you Goodness. point out the yeah. free falling music, mm-hmm. <laughs> their tongue had to be a little bit in cheek. Oh, yeah. It, it, yeah. Oh, yeah. It was fully up someone's ass. It was so in the cheek. <laughs> It's amazing. I only have one thing the scene needed, which was the stoner guy that this doctor chastised <laughs> being there smoking the weed and saying, oh, oh, no. And doing like a comic double take as the helicopter lands. <laughs> what, what, what? Right? And throws the weed away. And then he throws the weed away. <laughs> Goes on the straight and narrow. But then he still leaves, so he doesn't resolve this situation. Um. Going to spoil another bit, dear listener, here where I tell you that 
No one notices this motherfucker is missing this whole time. No, I mean, that's the that's the icing on this cake. That's mm. the, like, taking Oedipus and, <laughs> and, and just, like, making it even better. Is the yeah. fact that, like, no one knows Melty Guy's been crushed and <laughs> mentions it at all for the rest no. of the entire episode. Yeah, you think that no there, one even thinks about him. There are people around too that would have seen it happen, right? Like you'd think so. You would. Yeah. <laughs> and we should add for the for the purpose of the plot, we should add that before he got crushed by the helicopter, when he caught Doctor Ginger, he was like. You get back to the admin desk and you don't move from there until I get in here. Mm-hmm. True. Harsh, bro. Yeah. And Harsh. I guess ginger guys, if not anything, good at following instructions. So. <laughs> <laughs> he just got so stoned that he forgot what he was supposed to be doing. <laughs> dead the end good riddance Bye forever <laughs> you played with the blade and you lost motherfucker and then a bunch of other shit just keeps happening in this er which is now also on fire mm. oh no first they've got a triage the upstairs area where there's people who were trying to get medical help who are now double injured some double injured yeah so the, the the one floor is on fire and the guy's handcuffed to like the pillar or whatever yeah oh Alfad and yeah. dr hot are having quite a little yeah so then dr hot comes in and doing. he's just like i lost the key and i'm like how the fuck did you lose the key Where, where'd you put it like i don't get <laughs> would you everyone is stoned in this hospital <laughs> would you keep it on you like i I mean, I guess he could have put it somewhere, and then, like, the explosion mixes it up, but I'm like, that's kind of irresponsible. Should the key be on your pocket or something? I don't it know. fell out of his pocket when he was diving away from the inexplicable uh, fireball. I guess. So, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> we just can't have helicopter blades touch this room, and it's totally safe to do medicine, guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, so they're in a pickle, and they're fighting actual flames, so how is that for sweet squeaks? <laughs> they're doing it. And then we're going upstairs, and we're fixing all those people, and a lot of them have problems. And, oh, you know who's probably dead? 
Mr. Chubby and Schlubby. Yeah, because he That's wanted to get on bad. that helicopter. He demanded that someone else get off so he could get on. Guy loves helicopter rides. Yeah. Rest yeah. in peace, Donald Logue. Yeah, well, so Again. the doctor's working on someone, and then someone says, like, there was a helicopter crash. He's like, what? He's like, were there any survivors? She's like, I don't know. She's like, well, go find out. I'm like, how about you attend to your patient? I get you're worried about your, I guess, his <laughs> ex-husband, but you know what? You got you got responsibilities. You got a life in your hand right now. I'm sorry. Dude, I this feel, is your job, you know? I assume it's not just this episode, <laughs> and I'm willing to concede some of it just for the sake of entertainment. But I feel like we could have a larger discussion about how all of these doctors need to pay a little bit more fucking attention to their patients. Yeah, exactly. I guess. And I guess there's also the, uh, when you say, like, there's a helicopter crash and they're like, were there any survivors? I'm like, I'm just going to throw a guess out there and say no. No, there were, there were no survivors. Like, I'm sorry. I know that's morbid, but when you say helicopter let's, crash, I'm saying no survivors. I'm just let's that start out. with the base assumption of no, <laughs> yeah, exactly. and maybe we'll be pleasantly surprised. <laughs> and in fact, you are because everybody is gonna make it, well, except for the one the people, who we don't even give a shit the about. People on the helicopter did survive. That's for damn sure. Oh yeah, that's true. No, yeah, that's like true. that, like the rich douche he yeah, got was coming to him. Rich that. Oh, he did good. I yeah, lost track done. of him in the frame. I'm sure he Do we see his bones and like the Rolex watch on a burning skeleton? But like the uh the the cute Eastern European couple that was in the hospital because right. he cut himself carving the turkey or whatever. Right. And we didn't even mention them. R. I. P. He, he oh. di- yeah, he dies. They were like on their way out of the hospital when the helicopter exploded. So then they both got injured and then he died in surgery or whatever. Mm-hmm. So it's like, oh sad. Rip. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, blonde lady doctor is all freaked out because Donald Logue was on the helicopter and she thinks he's dead. Yeah. And he only had one more day until retirement. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I have to assume. Or getting back into her heart. I think they mentioned that they used to be married too, so it's a rekindling. Yeah, I guess. Ooh. I don't know. I couldn't follow this, but yes. Yeah, ask they, your wife. They say ex-husband, so I assume they were getting back together because she was very concerned about him. Yeah, yeah. And you know when is a bad time to be a doctor with asthma is when all your patients smell like Bernie Bernie smoke. Glenn Howerton has a choking fit and then he sucks helium and has a funny voice. Ha ha! <laughs> well, this is like, so he had, they established earlier that he has asthma and then he has like problems breathing at this point and then shortly thereafter we find out that Donald Logue did survive. Yeah. Because of all of the hijinks. But then he passes out, and so then there's a brief part of me that was like, are they going for, like, a gas leak scenario at this point? (laughs) (laughs) That would solve a lot of things. Yeah, so Glenn Howerton gets the line, I thought he was dead! In a funny, funny helium voice, and it's like, you know, it's almost always sunny, it's very nice. Mm -hmm. Oh, and guess who else showed up as if this turkey wasn't stuffed enough? Dr. Crutches, but she's not on crutches anymore, <laughs> and her name is Dr. Weinberg. Yeah, you know who I mean. I she know was exactly who you mean. rocking on those crutches for like nine seasons. <laughs> it was really something. I know that's probably a little disrespectful, well, but also it's cool so, that they showed somebody with a disability having such an active role. No, it's cool. I'm sure Michael Crichton is a good hang. We'll, we'll be in good company. Uh, <laughs> I'll see you in hell. Doctor Weaver, is that Doctor Weaver you're talking about, or not? Uh, 
Yeah. I think it is. It's Weaver. That's right. I wrote her name wrong. Uh, yeah. Laura Innes. Yeah. Yeah, Laura Innes. Who, I'm like, well, she looks really familiar, but not really familiar. Oh, yeah. But I think it was either The Event or Awake, which are two shows that aren't very good that I watched. It was. <laughs> Uh, David, it was, the, it was the event. Yeah, I know. I looked that up. Yeah, I know she was oh. in there, and I'm like, but then I couldn't find anything else I would have recognized her from, except I did watch Awake, I think it was. Right? But... Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think yeah. she she is, I think, like, the glue of ER. I think she's yeah. the, yes. like, the one cast member who was there mm-hmm. for, like, episode one, and then also the very last episode and was on nearly every episode in between. Yeah. And she also works as, well, I want to say, like, kitchen expediter, because mm. that's what you do in food service when you're kind of bossing everybody around. I think it was, like, but her and like Noah the... Wiley, I think, was also, like, on most of the episodes. Anyway. Yeah, Noah, and we'll get a little cameo from <laughs> yeah, what the boys fuck here. was that all about, anyway? Just I want you to know that he's getting laid, Austin. Yeah, okay, really cool. Weren't you worried about make sure it? You know. you like, is Noah Wiley, or is he not having sex? That was the question. He was worried. <laughs> or is no one not so... <laughs> when watching an episode, every episode of ER, the principal question in your head <laughs> is, is Noah Wiley currently having sex or yeah, not? Yeah, exactly. When that, when that helicopter came down, were you like, that's all well and good, but what about Noah <laughs> Wiley and his peen right now, you know? like <laughs> Is he not yeah. so Noah Wiley yeah, right exactly. now? Yeah, exactly. Is he very Noah Wiley? I need to know Noah Wiley. Yeah. Yeah, so so this lady, Dr. Weaver, shows up, and I'm like, oh, yeah, because I forgot about her, but it was exciting to see her, very gluey, and she's barking out orders because she's one of the hospital smart people who knows what to do. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I would know what to do, because <laughs> so many things are happening. They're doing medical triage, assessing who can make it and how they can make it, packing the patients back in, and Dr. Weaver has a little bit of guff also, again, with... Dr. Pratt, who is the one that Dr. Melty Man had beef with, because he seems to be a bit of a renegade making loose medical decisions. But you know what? He might be right. Yeah, well, he's too hunky to be wrong, right? Right. Right? Oh, I would he's having. Uh, Do we, do the orphans know what else that guy is in, Mr. Pratt? Mackay Pfeiffer? That's Mackay Pfeiffer, so he was in 8 Mile, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You guys both know him well. I can't. He was in Eight Mile. He was in uh, O, that uh, oh. that teen that that yeah. teen uh, remake of Tina Othello, Fine. with uh, Julia Stiles and oh, Hartman. Yeah, I think was, was supposed to be yeah. in Iago. Um, wow. I think he was on House at one point. Was one of the of later Houseies, maybe. I don't know. And he obviously we ER. I think ER was house. kind of his big. His big thing. He was apparently in a movie called Pandemic, which I'm certainly not going to see anytime soon. So that's... Right, right. No, he has the distinction of, of uh, breaking reality in 8 Mile because he plays Eminem's friend, yeah. but then Eminem's friend raps about Mackay Pfeiffer. So does Eminem know that his friend looks like Mackay Pfeiffer? Although I think Whoa. Eminem's song that you're thinking of from 8 Mile is non-diagenetic, though, right? I don't think he actually I... raps it in the movie. I can't remember if it is diegetic or not. I mean, I'd say I, now I need to go watch Eight Mile again, but that's not going to happen. <laughs> um, Mom's spaghetti. Yeah, 
We do know Mom's forgetting him. He may not get to the Mackay Pfeiffer line in the movie. I don't think he actually... I think he goes into the bathroom before his big takedown, but I don't think he actually... Like, the song's playing in, like, his head, but then I don't yeah. think he's really... Or, like, in the background as he's pumping himself up, but I don't think he actually, like, raps it during a rap battle. Gotcha, gotcha. It's... But, I literally saw it once, and it was I many, know, many well, years so did ago. I, so I could be very wrong, too. Yeah. But... <laughs> So we are in the thick of it. <laughs> some patients are making it. Some patients yeah. are not as making yep. guy, it. We guy are... handcuffed is getting burnt, but I think he survives that, right? He does. Yeah. yeah. Not... They just leave him there because they can't cut straps and they block the yeah, keys. I don't so know pretty what, much yeah, fuck yeah. you off, Dad. And then... For whatever you did in a <laughs> yeah, previous yeah. episode, fuck you. He gets burnt but survives, but then they don't know where the key is, so he's just going to stay there for the rest of his life, I think is the... <laughs> just like the turkey he's extra crispy so then donald logue shows up again you're like where the fuck did this guy come from i thought he was on the helicopter he's just like we got somebody here we gotta help him and i'm like how did he get through the hospital without anyone else seeing him i don't know whatever but um right and then he's like oh i should have been on the helicopter but that bitch kept me off and then the blonde was like that bitch saved your life yeah, yeah, I'm like, way to speak ill of the dead. Be like, that bitch. <laughs> right? Yeah, he's going to give that speech at the funeral. <laughs> She's a real bitch, but, you know, I guess it's better her than me. So that's a... Yeah, that's the same speech the, <laughs> the, the helicopter gave the first arms funeral. <laughs> Meanwhile, while everyone is dealing with the intense fallout from this catastrophic helicopter crash do you know what no one is saying meanwhile <laughs> where's hey, melty man <laughs> hey whatever happened to dr melty guy you know that dude who fucking hates helicopters <laughs> seems like he might have some strong opinions on this happening <laughs> i wonder if he likes helicopters more after now they <laughs> killed this old couple that report. You know whose experience we could use right now? A guy who's tangled with a helicopter before. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe someone should try to find him. <laughs> they must really, really hate him to just not give well, a shit. I mean, the episode did a good job of establishing just how thoroughly he's a dick before he met his end. Well, now right. I'm now I'm wishing Dr. Melty guy was like that guy from Jurassic Park who was the dinosaur like Wrangler. I'm trying to think of his name. <laughs> And oh, uh, Muldoon? Sure. Yeah, Muldoon. Yeah. And then he, so he's like the expert on helicopters and how to keep them in line. <laughs> and then as the helicopter is flying towards him, he's like, clever girl. There's <laughs> <laughs> two from the sides. Yeah, he's like down on the, on the dock yelling yeah. at Dr. Ginger. And then he sees like two helicopters to the left and to the right. And he's like, oh no, and then he looks up. Clever girl. <laughs> Best writer ever. Middle school David was right. Mm -hmm. Wow. So, yeah. yeah, a bunch of stuff's happening. Yeah, yeah Donald Logue loses his spleen. That's the, he got. Yeah, like, yeah, so he, he... He has a drippy back. Like, you think he's alright. He kind of has... He, he meets his, like, ex-wife. And then he passes out with his ex-wife not he's there. Not fine. And then I... Yep. I'm trying to think. Yeah, and then they're like, oh, we need a doctor. And everyone's just like, fuck that. We're, we're all busy. And so then 
Nurse Abby has to like just play doctor, right? That's what happens. Yeah, right. she, she intubates him, I guess, which is right. a thing only doctors are supposed to do. Yeah. And again, they're not like, where is that one doctor? Yeah, exactly. You know, the asshole who hey. hates coppers. No one also asks about a uh, ginger doctor guy and what what he's up to he's and why he's not helping anybody. But that, we'll get to him later. Uh, we won't. Yeah. <laughs> So Abby takes the charge, and she's being a doctor on her nurse's shift mm-hmm. and intubating, and they're doing it. They have to turn on the buttony, but the thingy's working pretty good. You know what? This guy might just make yeah. it. Sans spleen. For a second, I thought they were going to pull, like, the swerve, double swerve of, like, he's alive, and then just they'll have him die anyways. But I guess they, they didn't want to go that route, I guess. I don't know. Right. He was not as much of an asshole, so he can stay. Although he did have, like, this giant gash in his back, and I'm like, how did he not, like, bleed through his jacket or have, like, blood, like, trailing him? It was a really puffy jacket. (laughs) It was really, like, absorbing that blood. Puffy man. It had a a lot of puff to get through before he was going to know that he was bleeding. I would say it goes through the jacket, I guess, under and down his, like, pants or whatever. Whatever. Um, Who am I? It's very festive, the way he's passed out here on the table, because it looks like he's got a mouthful of gravy while they're intubating (laughs) him. It's nice that he got to hit the table before he went out. Usually they make you not eat before surgery, but you know what? Fuck that. You got (laughs) your gravy, son. I just like how we're questioning the logic of an episode that featured a man who lost his arm to a helicopter <laughs> getting killed by another different helicopter. Same helicopter. I mean, I kind of feel just like all bets are off at this point. Yeah, you're right. They should have ghost sex at this point. <laughs> Meanwhile, uh, Dr. Pratt makes another wild call against Dr. Weaver's wishes. But I think... I think it turns out good. Does that turn out good? Yeah, he's he ends up being in the right, and they're like, Hooray. Oh, you got uh, Moxie, kid, or I don't know, whatever. <laughs> and it's kind of like, is he really fired? Because the doctor who fired him is kind of yeah. dead, so I guess we'll see. Yeah. And then pretty soon, sure enough, Dr. Old Guy Boss, who is some guy. Yeah, some guy, because, like, I'm in charge here. Let's go through your review. And he's like, this is all the complaints against you. He's like, they're wrong. He's like, I know they're wrong because they're only by one guy and no one else did. So, in Dr. Melty Face, couldn't even bother to show up. <laughs> Dr. Melty Face, you guys, is like 15 feet away under that <laughs> smoldering helicopter yeah. while the meeting is happening. Yeah, exactly. They don't question why he didn't show up or where he is or why they haven't seen him. They don't look for him. They don't, no one even pokes their head around the door. Mm-hmm. They're just like, he he's couldn't like, even bother to show up. I guess he's an asshole. Yeah, no one's like, hey, we have, like, one extra charred corpse under this helicopter. Does yeah, anyone <laughs> anyone missing? Well, they didn't know there was a charred corpse under the helicopter. I right? guess. I guess. At that point. Get the casualty bins, cram them in, and fuck it. Uh, meanwhile, you guys, you know what I'm really wondering? I'm not wondering where the other doctor is in this heavy hospital bed emergency situation is who's working here. I'm wondering... Where the doctor who's not working here is. Yeah, how does that... Whatever happened to Baby Boy Wiley? How does that come up? I kind of was spacing out. There was a lot going on. I, like, I feel like cause... they're basically like, do you think Noah Wiley's fucking right now? Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, doctor or nurse Abby, she's used to date him, I think. 
was part of it, and someone okay. mentioned him in some way, and then she's like, I don't know where he is, and they just show him fuck. Apparently, he joined Doctors Without Borders. That's about all I can tell you on this Oh, situation. is that what? Yeah, uh, his bed is a curtain. Maybe it's a mosquito nest. Mm-hmm. Looks very romantic. He's got a nice candle. Yeah, I believe, David, they're looking at photos of the past. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's Before right. Thanksgiving. That's right. Yeah, so this is yeah. after they kind of everything kind of calmed down after, you know. Yes. Donald later, is the bed's surviving. Kind of clear. And, yeah, the guy got burned, but he's not. But, then, but fuck him anyways. The cute guy who cut himself, or the cute yep. couple with the guy who cut himself, he's dead, but, you know, he was yeah. just a one-off character. We don't care about him. Right. And so, yeah, that's how Ooh. we get to know Wiley. But this is about the same time they show up and they're like, oh, Ginger Redhead, what are you doing here? He's like, mm-hmm. I was told by Dr. Melty guy to sit here and say, here. like, even during, like, an incredible crisis, he's like, yeah, and I'm like, no, you probably should have went out and started helping. Like, I don't know when. Right? I do not. Uh, like, <laughs> regardless of what, like, your superior says, you probably, like, should go out and try to help. I don't know what to say, you know? I don't... It's so funny. Yeah, I'm curious. Like, I gotta give him credit for committing to the bit yeah, here. Unless yeah, I'm he, curious unless what he the arc of Dr. Than... Ginger is yeah. in, this, yeah. in this series. Unless he had already smoked so much that he's like, I'm way too stoned to do anything, which is a whole different problem. But I feel like you only had like right. a couple puffs before getting caught. And then it's just like, yeah, go out and help. Like, whatever your superior said, you're going to get fired anyways. But, you know. Save our lives, People need help, right? Right now, I mean... I mean, being stoned isn't necessarily a ruiner of tasks. It just can be good for, like, repetitive tasks. So put him on the heart-pumping duty, right? That guy will do that or make him do something. He just sits there. It's so funny. (laughs) He just sat there while all this shit was going on. Well, that's a little, like, later Nurse Abby, she's back on her nurse shift, and she's, like, somebody she was a doctor for. She has to go help again. She's like... No one gave her medicine, and she shows up. She's like, nobody came here. She's like, yeah, I'm sorry. I'm like, does this lady not know a helicopter crashed into this building like an hour before? Like, <laughs> that's what I mean. Like, I think she epi- should be like, what the fuck was going on? There's this loud crash or you know, it's something, you know? It, it is interesting because it's like the episode at the, mm-hmm. at the same time is like trying to present it as this like major catastrophe, but also like no big deal. Yeah, yeah, but, like, there's, like, a whole wing of the hospital that doesn't even know anything went on. And you're like, what? Right, right. And I feel like in any hospital, no matter how big, if a helicopter landed on <laughs> yeah, part yeah, of yeah, it, yeah. like, everyone would know that. Word's gonna spread, right? Like, right. Yeah, yeah. That's what we call a code orange. And I'd hope if I'm waiting on my medicine in the hospital, assuming it's not, like, a life-saving medicine immediate kind of thing. Right. Uh, and somebody came in and was like, sorry, we're late. A helicopter crashed into the building. I'd be like, that's understandable. You can, yeah, <laughs> I'll be late on my meds today because a helicopter ran itself to to satisfy its blood vendetta against a certain doctor. You know? like, <laughs> right, it, right. It, it's what happens in the world. Like. <laughs> Offending patients, contradicting consultants, refusing to comply with attending's treatment plans. You care to respond? Look, I may have been out of line, maybe oh, once or twice. Excuse me? I don't give any credence to these allegations. If any of this were true, I would get complaints from other attendings. And obviously, Robert doesn't care enough about this to even show up. I saw you in action today. 
You're an excellent physician. Thank you. Give this to Romano when you see him. Anybody here from Carter? I don't know. What are you thinking about? Nothing. Again? Yeah. And, and did you see that uh, Noah Wiley was having sexy time with uh, special guest star Tandy Newton? Uh, oh, is that where she was? She was yeah, very nice. Uh, she's she Maeve was... on Westworld now. Okay. Uh, she's done a lot. Was she in Cosby? No. Yeah, it's Lisa Bonet. Uh, she was in the second Mission, Mission Impossible movie, mm. the, the John Woo one. Oh, wow. Yeah. The one that had... Yeah. Just tons and tons of people taking their faces off to reveal different faces. Yes. yes. <laughs> yeah, she's been in a bunch of stuff. She got, like, a special guest star billing in the credits, and I was like, ooh, Tandy Newton's in this? And I was like, she appeared for literally two seconds over Noah Wiley's shoulder. That was ridiculous. But what a lucky lady, the hunkiest <laughs> guy on ER. I guess we should also note at this point, like, uh, what's-his-face doctor goes out with what's-her-face nurse with her what's-her-face yeah. kid. And nobody cares. Yeah. So Linda Corleone's or whatever Carlini. has a cute son, Carlini. <laughs> Capanelli. Cannoli's, who shows up and he's like, oh, where are the blood and guts from the helicopter? And they're like, over there. And he's like, who's that guy? And they're like, we don't care. Yeah, yeah, that kid was very, like, morbidly curious about the accident and not getting the hint that maybe the people involved in this tragedy don't want to talk about it at the moment, but... Yeah, this kid does not give a shit. Kids are precocious, right? Right. And then he super decides that Hunky Luca is his new special friend and demands they go to dinner together. Does this kid want to date Luca, or does he want his mom to date Luca? I didn't know and didn't care, I'll be honest. (laughs) Okay, right. fair enough. It's a very inessential plot. They do, they do go to a restaurant, which I was trying to consider whether it should be open on Thanksgiving or not, but, you know, I, yes. I lost well, my and, and or I was not entirely clear how literal Linda Carlini was being when she said that it was the restaurant across the street. I'm like, oh, you mean the one across the street from the helicopter crash? <laughs> yeah, yeah little... did it have any damage? <laughs> Yeah, we should say that it set up this plot earlier that Linda, like, wanted to go home and have Thanksgiving with her son, but the life of a doctor yeah, in yeah, such yeah. a hospital yeah, yeah. is well, often compromised. You knew that wasn't going to happen, because, like, oh, that's yeah. like a cop <laughs> saying they're one day from retirement, right? Like, saying, like, this yeah. is the time I get to be home. I'm going to be home for Thanksgiving dinner. Yeah, this is the first time I'll be home with my son for Thanksgiving. Like, yeah, that ain't happening, lady. I don't know. 
Yeah, I, I've watched TV before. I don't know what's going to happen in this episode. I assume it's not going to be a helicopter falling on a guy who also <laughs> had another helicopter accident. But whatever does happen in this episode, you're not going home <laughs> with, with your kid for Thanksgiving. And if you can't go home for the holidays, the best thing you can do is have a hunky doctor. Yeah, I mean, really. And have, let the kid have French toast for dinner, right? Like, oh, seriously, for fuck's sake. <laughs> you just saw yeah. that helicopters are sentient and have blood feuds, so, you know. <laughs> no, he doesn't know that Dr. Melty oh, yeah, no, yeah, no one even cares, right? <laughs> only we know. Only we are burdened with this. At this point, they're still considering this just your run-of-the-mill helicopter accident <laughs> that apparently happens at this hospital every couple of years. Pretty frequently. The way they treat this, you'd act like the city of Chicago <laughs> is constantly dodging falling helicopters. <laughs> Well, things get easily normalized, you know. It's just, it I eventually guess. becomes another day. Right. So, <laughs> so the helicopter yeah, lives another day. Yeah, I don't know where we end up in this episode. How did it end? Is well, let's okay, see. So... The next couple things. Yeah, we go back to Mr. Flight Nurse and the blonde lady yep. likes him now that he's extra alive. Yeah, he's got a new spleen and everything. And she kisses him. And he says that his lack of spleen makes his penis yeah. better. <laughs> Seems like something David would say. <laughs> it's a spleenus. It's a Thanksgiving miracle. A spleenus. <laughs> nice. <laughs> spleenus. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, so we get a sequence where Abby goes out for coffee and comes back. And she talks to one of the med students, the new one that was like... Yeah, the doctor lady that's having a hard time fitting in. Yeah, that was left out of the coffee clutch. And um, I think she was also up on the roof when the helicopter shrapnel was flying around. Yeah, Um, but she's not the one who took the shrapnel. Correct, correct, yeah. Right. Who did? I don't uh, know. Yeah, I didn't catch who it was yet. Fucker. Um... She gives this speech to, to Moira Tierney about how, like, oh, it was really exciting today, like a roller coaster. And I don't like roller coasters, but I'm kind of looking forward to another day like this. And through the whole thing, they're playing the, like, tinkly piano Miller Boyette music. And I'm like, mm. is this the lesson we're supposed yeah, yeah, to take yeah. from this episode? <laughs> what we want is excitement, you know? <laughs> Spleenus. <laughs> All we want is a little helicopter crashes in our day, and then then we're all happy, right? Right. Maybe roller coasters are cool if people die. Yeah, exactly. Also, just like Final <laughs> Destination. I once thought about how like roller coasters and thrill rides—the literal endpoint is just people going into a room and being like, "One person's gonna die," and then you just all leave and you feel. <laughs> Was it? Yeah, me? exactly. Isn't Ooh. that what we're really doing? Is just cheating death. I don't I feel like millennials would really like that because they have a real wish for death <laughs> based on the world we've left them. <laughs> we've given the we've given them the gift of a wish of death. I think is one. <laughs> Good for us. Good for us. Yeah. So while they're having this tinkly Miller Boyette speech, where does the camera pan to? Oh, oh the oh. the smoldering wreckage of the <laughs> helicopter. <laughs> yeah, they're like lifting oh. it up and then like, yeah, there's like a crane that lifts it up. It's not like a superhero or anything, but it's a, like there, 
And then there's like a guy who's like has a flashlight and they're like investigating under the crash. And I think they're realizing there's another dead body. And they're like, this explains a lot. These helicopters hated that guy. (laughs) (laughs) Chomp chomp. So yeah, Bora Tierney and the other doctor go walk right past Dr. Melty guy, not Mm, even realizing. I think they mentioned something like, have you seen him? They're like, nah, nah, Yeah, they At some point they're like, is anyone seen Dr. Romano? No. Fuck him. Yeah, they're like, (laughs) just two ladies having coffee after a long shift. I I wish somebody would have been like, yeah, he probably went home and cried after he saw that helicopter. (laughs) (laughs) Just shit on his corpse. (laughs) They're just walking by like, I wish that helicopter fell on him and they just both laugh as they walk by. (laughs) (laughs) And it like freeze frames on the smile. (laughs) Oh man, delicious! I was, Hilarious. I was, I alluded to this earlier, but I was reminded when when uh, Moriarty's coming back from getting coffee because there's this whole subplot about how like they're short staffed because it's Thanksgiving and so she's been working during the day as a med student, but can she like stay on overnight as like the night nurse kind of thing? Um, and so she's like, oh, I'm gonna need some more coffee to get through the rest of this day, and she goes and gets coffee for everybody and all that. And that's a very common, you know, every medical movie, TV show makes it pretty yeah. clear that, like, doctors are just, like, heavily caffeinated and exhausted at all times. And I'm always just like, I'm not questioning the realism of that, but even if there is some truth to that, do we really want the people who are responsible <laughs> for our lives to, like, be on the edge of exhaustion mm-hmm. at all times? It's not very comforting. That's a good point. It's, it, yeah, no, it, we run the whole system pretty badly, probably, actually, I have complaints right? about it's the medical system. Probably more <laughs> truthful than we'd like to admit, and it's kind of scary. Mm. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. all that stands between successful emergency surgery and not as a cup of joe. Yep. Right. Yeah, we, we should rethink our medical structures sometime, guys. Put that on the list, will now you? Now you're making me wish for death. <laughs> with a helicopter when you need one. <laughs> we can achieve that within our healthcare system. So, you guys, that was a very special episode. Oh, it sure was. Subject: <laughs> Helicopter Vengeance. Don't piss off <laughs> helicopters. That's the last. I am right? totally tagging that as the last episode. <laughs> it's it's a little more dangerous than chandeliers. You really want to stay on the good side of a bad helicopter, and now we all know. David, did you find this episode successfully special? Well, I mean, the fact is, if I'm walking down the street, (laughs) and coming at me is a helicopter, I'm getting on the other side of the street. I don't know if that makes me a better or worse person in life now, but I mean... (laughs) It, it has successfully affected me that I'm like, I feel more comfortable being on the opposite side of the street as a helicopter. I got to put it that way. And you know, it's good that we gave you this bias that <laughs> might save your life. Maybe, but you know. <laughs> there are probably some good helicopters out there too, though, right? Like, <laughs> There's good helicopters on both sides. Yeah, you think <laughs> They're not all murderous, vengeance-seeking monsters. <laughs> I'd like to think so, but I'm still waiting for some evidence on this, though, you know. Fair enough, fair enough. Well, look at Dr. Romano's criminal history <laughs> of making a guy stop smoking weed. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. 
Austin, what struck you about this very special episode? Well, see, what's funny is once we determine that we're going to label this one with helicopter vengeance, <laughs> I was going to say, like, oh, and my challenge to Carolyn is to find another episode that covers that same very special topic. And I was oh. Like, oh, no, wait. It's literally another fucking episode of this series. <laughs> the one where he loses his arm. Yeah, well, that's... Yeah, okay. it's a two-parter. Uh, we, we forgot to mention that HIV lady had the hysterectomy at the end, which... <laughs> yep, went pretty good. It was just something that happened. She didn't want it. She got it. And I guess we, we just... Pretty sad. It, yeah. Shouldn't have dated that bad boyfriend. I yep. guess. I don't know. God's way of punishing her. Um, to your question, Carol. I don't even... What sure. was your question? I don't know. <laughs> it was great. How effective, <laughs> How effective was this episode at teaching its lesson? I, I guarantee you I will never look at a helicopter the same way twice. And for my next episode on Helicopter Vengeance, we're going to be checking out the Twilight yeah, Zone movie. Yeah. hi R.I.P. Uh, yeah. As far as my opinions on the specialness of my episode, every single moment was way too special. Michael Crichton is too powerful of an author. It's good we banished him to the hell realm. If only we can keep him down there. <laughs> ah. Well, David, when you're not writing letters to hell, where can our listeners keep up with well, you? Well, not around helicopters, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> you can find me on Twitter at Dr. Witz, Dr. Spelled Out, and at therealgentlemanofleisure.com. And Austin, when you're not going cold turkey away from helicopters, where can our listeners keep up with you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter, uh, extolling the virtues of helicopter vengeance at Austin Gorton. And you can read my writing at therealgentlemanofleisure.com. Uh, and if you like what you read there and want to give me money for it, you can do that at patreon.com slash G-O-L. Hell yeah. I'll ask for myself, your host this evening, when I'm not stealing a big bag of weed from a, a glaucoma patient. So <laughs> <laughs> most of the time. Which is pretty frequent, let's be real. It's like candy from a baby, baby. You can find me at Carolyn Main on Twitter and on Patreon and on Facebook. I'm available for commissions. And if you join my Patreon, you get a very nice postcard. That is C-A-R-O-L-Y-N-M-A-I-N, like the street. And as for all of us together, you dear listener know this, we are a very special episode. You can find us on a very special episode, podcast.com. We are A-V-S-E-Pod at Twitter. We are on iTunes, we are on Stitcher, we are on Podbean, we are on Solo Play. And check us out in all of those places. You can also email us your suggestions. And I want to thank all the listeners who voted on this year's summer series where you made the call. We watched this must-see television. You listened to it. You loved it. You lived. You learned. You may email us at absepod at gmail.com. And uh, maybe next episode we'll rustle up some of your letters, see what we haven't been reading lately. And for a very special episode, I am asking you to have a very happy Thanksgiving. But always know and fear and study the blade of the helicopters that are coming for you. But then. Yeah, that was this ABSC on your home PC with some VIPs of SBTB. Was it Austin G? 
episode i'm not saying it's good but it was very special uh and you know we have to do whatever he wants and you know treat him with you know all of this veneration and whatnot just make sure i'm stable first and then i'll start being the prick i normally am but now and i'm like how can you not touch yourself i was well aware that that was a thing that happened <laughs> like he's got gray hair he's old why does anyone why is anyone interested in him getting stoned while everyone else around him is dying <laughs> how can you not touch yourself <laughs> I don't need to know what I don't know. Nope. Mm -hmm. Get these old guys out of here. I don't know the point of this plot. I'll put it out. I'm just throwing it out there. They don't. <laughs> yeah, he's hot. Car Carol zigs when everyone zags. Yeah, she's pure. She's a pure snowflake. And so thus, we can feel bad that she has HIV. On Thanksgiving. Can you believe that? Yeah, I mean. No. Doctor, doctor, doctor. Doctor, doctor, doctor. This is God's way of saying, fuck you. We know. I'm I'm supposed to hate you. I get it. It's, <laughs> I'm going to smoke this up real nice. And Beggar the laws of probability. Like, where'd you put it? Like, I don't get. <laughs> talk about breaking this. Yeah, this is not what's happening here. You know, that's fine. You know, you can drink, get stoned. I don't know, whatever, but. Let's start with the base assumption of no, and maybe we'll be pleasantly surprised. But uh, at what point does that old man get handcuffed? The thing is, he gonna like freak out because he's confronted by his mortal enemy? I guess right now this guy needs to be disciplined. I don't know. <laughs> oh, I can't wait to interview Michael Crichton in hell. <laughs> it's like it's nights nice and warm. I should know. <laughs> I gotta go take a shit, and then that's how it ends. <laughs> 